one of our listeners created something specifically for you, Matt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking another dick. 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 God, I want to drop some ecstasy and just dance to this. I have glow sticks. All right. Now we can do this. I told you we need to start a club. I'm taking another dick. I'm taking another dick. I'm taking another dick. Just make sure Andy Dick doesn't come. Yeah, no kidding. In more ways than one. Uh huh. Wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> nice. That's our boy Chris Cologne from oh, Two Strangers One Podcast. Made there you that. go. Nice. He, he remixed you all DJ style and shit. He, he really did. Yeah. He wiki wikied me up. Nice. <laughs> That's a good way to start off the show. Yeah. Yeah. You good to go? Yeah. All right. Here we go. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our Constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. I'm missing my cues because Matt and I are fucking off behind the scenes while the theme song is going and he's laughing his ass off in the studio. Are you, are you done coloring your cup and then <laughs> sniffing the fucking marker? <laughs> I'm just filling in the spots where the paint got dented on my drink container. That's nice. It's not black enough when you can see metal through it. I know, Jesus. <laughs> mm, black metal. That's the only kind of metal court likes. Yeah. yeah. And Living Color is my favorite black metal band. 
band. There you go, man. You would get that joke if you yeah. if you knew more about black metal. Yeah, and black metal. <laughs> Somebody out there thought that was hilarious and slightly racist. Probably. <laughs> and they laughed and then felt bad about laughing about it. Absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. I was sniffing markers and I was also demonstrating how you should and or shouldn't try to commit suicide by hey. slashing your arm or slashing your wrist. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Remember, kids, it's down the sidewalk, not across the street. While we were doing this, uh, you know, with the theme song playing in the background while we're recording, I made the reference that that's not really something that's funny that we should put out there. Yeah. And yet we're going to do it anyway. We're fine. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's, you know what? You want know to discovery that when we first started this, we had a lot more times where we stopped doing it. That's funny in here, but not funny for out there. Yeah. And the more we do this show, the more we say that, more you just put it out there anyway. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is we, we made that reference. That's funny in here. Yeah. It's okay to joke about that in here because we're yeah. not hurting anybody. Yeah. But if we say that and it goes out there, that could hurt somebody. Yeah. And now we're like, eh, uh, f- fuck it. Fuck hurting people. <laughs> you know what? If we see some of our, you know, our jacked up, awesomely jacked up fans, and what they <laughs> post on Facebook, we're not hurting them at all. They've been hurt a long time ago. And I would hope that the people that listen to this show are well adjusted enough to know that if, yeah. you, if you're going to be making that kind of a major life decision, mm-hmm. first of all, don't. Yeah, don't do that. No. Yeah. The world, the world needs you around. Just think of that one person you really hate you annoy them with your presence <laughs> that's a reason to get up in the morning i believe that there are several of my wife's friends they're staying alive specifically just to irritate me i'm doing it to irritate you <laughs> i do it every day man i'd have been dead a long time ago if i hadn't met you i thank you for giving me purpose <laughs> i can't even escape your ass on the fucking weekends when <laughs> i'm sleeping nope all right in my defense that was your wife's fault oh no 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 uh, no no uh-huh. okay yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, okay so I'm uh, you've, got, you've got your side of the story, side. and you've got, and I've got my wife and my side of the story, <laughs> so let me just tell you well, how- side of the story, you were asleep downstairs, asshole. Right, right. <laughs> so this is this is what happens, right? Now, now, usually, you're very up at that time of night, <laughs> so it's not unheard of for you to just be watching TV, be the top side, and say, hey, buddy, and you'd be, hey, and then I left. But no, the one time on a Saturday fucking night, you're actually asleep. At three in the morning. At three in the morning, which is unheard enough for you <laughs> fair enough I mean, typically it's like a 4 30 in the morning thing and i can probably text you and it's a 50 50 shot you're wide awake going hey man i just found this new podcast thing fuck yeah <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So th- there's a there's a whole series of things that happen. But basically, I text my wife about one in the morning where I'm like, hey, I fell asleep watching a movie. I'm going to be out for the night. You guys all went out for somebody's birthday and they yeah. they chose to do a karaoke bar. And, and more than, than that, we were out way later than usual. Like, right. I this is this is probably the first time I got to say in probably a year, year and a half where I actually closed down a bar, like left right. at two in the morning. Yeah. I'm usually home by 1230 and, <laughs> and like asleep or passed out in some fashion. Yeah. by one you yeah. know my my I, I i don't pull off the into the wee hours of the morning all that well anymore no not at all yeah i didn't sleep well on friday night which is why i was out hardcore on saturday <laughs> jesus and i text my wife and i'm like hey look i'm falling asleep i'm just gonna pass out and usually it's a thing whenever she's out for the night especially with your wife this is when it happens because she comes yeah. home hammer drunk oh yeah anytime she's hanging out with your wife and my wife on saturday night made it, my wife rarely gets hammered drunk and she made an express purpose saturday night to get hammered drunk you were not in very 
good shape. I wasn't I either. No, yeah. my shit. But I'm not saying I wasn't hammer drunk. I'm just saying my wife usually never okay. gets hammer drunk. And okay, so usually when so it was that, a weird night yeah, all the way around. Yeah. But but basically, what ended up happening is I text Bev. I tell her, Hey, I'm gonna be falling asleep here. I'm gonna be asleep when you get home. I'll I'll see you in the morning. I hope you know, just get home safe and whatever you know. So I'm out cold for a good hour and a half, two hours at least by the time I text her from when you guys get back. And I wake up to the sound of like you running down the stairs to say hi to me, super excited, like a little fucking kid. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'll say hi to court. And I'm out of it, right? I'm fucking out of it. Like I'm, I'm in deep REM sleep and I wake up and I didn't even recognize who you were at first. You're like, dude, what the fuck? And I went, holy shit, you're asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like when I said, what the fuck? I was like, who the fuck is that? No, was in my head. <laughs> and like, I said it like that, like, what the fuck? And I don't know if you noticed or not. No. We joked about it last week. Uh, I was reaching for the goddamn gnome stick. Oh, were you? We almost fulfilled a prophecy <laughs> from last week. I hit with a gnome stick. Yeah, because I was you grabbing it. your home. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to defend your home with the gnome stick. No, it's not that I wanted to defend my gnome. I joked that I was going to hit some drunk asshole yeah, with in the- my house with the gnome stick. Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, this, this show's getting creepy. Right? We fucking predicted that this was going to happen. But as I'm reaching for it, I look up yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's Matt. And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing down here? <laughs> and I'm like, I almost wanted to yell at you back. What the fuck are you doing asleep, asshole? <laughs> and then you're just like, immediately, it was like a little kid. Like, this is how I knew you were super trash because you were like a little kid. You're like, I'm sorry. You, you dropped your head. You're like, I didn't mean to wake you up, dude. I'm so sorry. I just, well, I I just wanted bad. to say hi. <laughs> oh, I feel bad because this guy never fucking sleeps. So I'm coming down here. I'm coming down here fully expecting him to just be like watching a fucking movie just like hey man and I'd be like hey man and that'd be like that'd be kind of it yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's how it usually goes yeah. and now I come down here and finally this motherfucker's actually like once in his life sleeping and I'm like who knows what horrific nightmare I woke him up from that he was probably enjoying the shit out of <laughs> I love that you phrased it that way <laughs> okay so you go back upstairs and yeah. from what I understand you tell my wife you're like man court's pissed I just woke him up <laughs> something like that right yeah, I, I went upstairs and go why'd you tell me to go down there he's fucking he was asleep <laughs> right and according to my wife who's who knew that you know that i was asleep you asked where i was she said oh court's probably downstairs and before she could get out but he's asleep you already darted down the stairs oh well see she has to be a lot faster than that <laughs> right well in that in, state in, in, in a sense yeah. people, people you gotta be, you gotta be real exact <laughs> with me when i'm in that kind of a state right because if she would have said he's in the bedroom, you would have been like, I'm not going back there. I would never go into your bedroom, man. Right. That's right. just fucking entirely too weird for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I wish she, she, she yeah, if, if any of one of us would have She should have led with, he's probably sleeping yes, in the basement. In the ba- and if she would have yeah. said that, then I'd have been like, oh, then I would have like tiptoed upstairs. Like, <laughs> I would have tiptoed downstairs. And while I was upstairs, I would have tiptoed a lot more. Like, ooh, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> and then just, I would have brought yeah. up on the show, I was in your house while you slept. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, though, right? Yeah. Right after you guys leave, because you said, oh, he's pissed, yeah. she came downstairs and she, I had just fallen back asleep. She woke you up again? Yeah, I had just fallen back asleep. <laughs> and because I was in REM sleep and I was still kind of in a sleep state and wasn't even convinced that you were actually there. <laughs> You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I get it. Because in my head, I was like, holy fuck, I almost hit Matt with that fucking gnome stick. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, did that actually happen? Is that, is that motherfucker in my dreams now. God damn it. It's enough. I got to deal with him on a weekly basis. You know? And so she comes downstairs and she wakes me up and she's, you know, she's also hammered. So yeah. she's trying to tell me, I told Matt not to come down here. And what I heard was she said, like, she was pissed at me, like, I told Matt to come down here. And I'm like, I was fucking asleep. I told you I was fucking asleep. Is what I said. 
Same shit I told you, you know? This is like a fucking sitcom. Right. And then she goes, no, I told Matt not to come down there. And I'm like, I'm fine, sweetie. I just want to go back to sleep. It was one of those great fucking just uh, uh, just a mirage of like just missteps by like just like so many comedy of errors. Comedy Comedy of errors. errors, It was such a great progression of how everything just went. (laughs) And so when I was trying to piece it all together with her the next day, because I'm like, did did this happen? Because I'm not all together with it. Funny enough, funny enough, when I woke up the next morning and go, did I walk in a court sleeping? I'm like, because the end of the night got got pretty fuzzy, and I'm like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm... I haven't seen you that trash since your actual birthday party, like, that night when we were all out. Even my 40th, like, my my actual 40th, I wasn't that trash. That that first Thursday night, though, when we first got into my parents' that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, that was the night where I was just lit to high heaven. I could barely fucking walk. I haven't seen you that glass-eyed in years before that. Yeah, and and it's been years since I get like that. Like, I get a healthy little buzz on and then I usually slow down and then just right. go to fuck to bed because <laughs> fuck it you know now I'm done but so I talked to my wife about it and she goes no that that happened and she's like I told Matt not to go to there I'm like, I know I know look I wouldn't have been pissed if I weren't out cold and startled awake <laughs> and almost hit my podcasting partner in the face <laughs> with the well, gnome stick and here's the comedy airs so the uh how it began the the bar we went to which was that karaoke bar uh-huh. also I uh I bought three drinks one for me one for my wife and one for my wife's friend who I owed a drink to yeah three mixed drinks uh-huh pretty good ones 10 bucks not total. bad not bad at I all i was like holy shit for nowadays i'm like and so you spent the majority of your night at that bar we used to go to places where you could get stabbed to get prices like <laughs> yeah, that yeah right like <laughs> listen drinks are three drinks it's gonna be like 25 bucks or we could stab you and there'll be 10 and i'm like well i mean anywhere vital or on the side or where are we going <laughs> i got all this extra love handle fat can Cut you just the put fat, one right please. in there no blood's getting out <laughs> court did you bring your stitch kit? Yeah. Okay. Patch me up. Now, they stabbed me. So it's only 10 bucks. Yeah. Now full disclosure. Uh-huh. When I came down, I actually watched you sleep for a bit, and then I made a lot of noise, so you woke up. <laughs> no, I heard <laughs> yeah, I heard I your, I heard the change and stuff rattling in your pocket, <laughs> and I thought Bev was coming down, and I was ready to be like, look, sweetie, I'm sleeping, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and that's when like I was like halfway out of it, and I'm expecting to see and my wife, and, and I see <laughs> you, and you're like fucking lit upwards from the TV, <laughs> yeah. and everything else is off in the basement, <laughs> and like your face is there, and you look like a fucking nightmare how, clown. How I didn't <laughs> take a header down those stairs in pitch black, I'll never fucking no. <laughs> well, there's, there's. I must, I must be so used to going down the stairs to your basement yeah. that it's unbelievable. I mean, oh my god, that would have been a story in the emergency room. No, I'm sorry, don't want to press charges. Why? Well, because technically I broke into his house. <laughs> it was a complete misunderstanding. I woke him up in a dead sleep, and he just reacted. But why did he have a gnome stick? Listen, man, we don't have time for that conversation. <laughs> Do you really want to write up the report on this? What because was, we can. What was the weapon he hit you with? A terracotta gnome duct tape to a broken baseball bat. Wait, why? Why? <laughs> why does that exist? Listen, you gotta go watch Starboy. Okay. Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. I'm There's sorry, this movie Turbo called Kid. Turbo Kid, Officer. Turbo Kid. Go watch that. <laughs> and then write a report on it. And then do me a favor. I want to read that report before it's all said and done. <laughs> Just so I know it's on government record. So this podcast kind of almost ended, aka I, or I almost needed a new podcasting yeah. partner. Resident A <laughs> assaulted, uh, assaulted the other member of the household with a gnome bat? 
<laughs> gnome garden gnome Boom. broken bat yeah. duct tape hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's evidence you don't get the gnome bat back. It's sad. And they have to pick pieces of the terracotta out because yeah. the gnome bat in the movie, I think, is made out of wood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we were joking about, that yeah. the terracotta would break, but it would so be worth it just to watch the person's face cave in when it happened. Right? <laughs> Thank God it wasn't mine. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had it in my hand and like I dropped it real quick because I'm like, holy shit, I almost fucking clobbered Matt. Oh, my God. That was a hell of a night. I still don't know how I got out of that one. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, the next thing. All I know is I woke up, I was in my own bed, I was in my pajamas, and I was next to my own wife. So things must not have been too crazy. (laughs) She wasn't pissed enough to make you sleep somewhere else. Yes. You didn't wake up somewhere else. Yes. There were no pieces of gnome stick to pluck out of your face. Exactly. Look at that. All in all, it was a successful night. I had a pretty good night. Yeah. And And I I got to watch Court sleep a little bit. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty peaceful. Now, when he screams, it's a little off-putting. But night terrors are night terrors. What are you going to do? No, when I sleep i'm like dead yeah i i'm like like a fucking serial killer i don't have dreams usually yeah right yeah <laughs> like most serial killers don't have them at all well when I'm and hammered, i don't really have them but very often when i'm hammered drunk i have no dreams <laughs> i just fucking go into an oblivion state and while while awake and asleep yes exactly i'm just <laughs> oblivious to the world around me and it's beautiful all right we've been talking about this way too goddamn Holy long shit. That's, that's like a that's, 30 minute talk about this yeah but this is a story that, that the people a great are gonna want to know yeah. 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 We want to know that, yes, we do run into each other outside of this show. And yes, it's just as awkward as we run into each other during the show. And yes, Matt is almost in peril of dying at any moment around me at all times. All the time. Yeah. And Court is in a constant state of annoyance, which is why I get up in the morning, which circles all the way back to why you should kill yourself. Right. There's always someone out there that you can annoy for your own personal it, amusement. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Cinema Psyop cares. And while you contemplate the many mysteries of life and why it's worth living, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit of music. And when we come back, the movie we've neglected to even mention that we're covering, oh God. The Human Fucking Tornado. Dolomite is back on the show. Are you terrified by real life? Us too. You like horror movies? Us too. Then join Maddie and Andrew, your co-hosts, for a new podcast that explores horror in real life and horror in the movies, and all with a fresh and fabulous gay perspective. We are a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. We're Friday the 13th. They certainly had a little bit more money for this time around for the second Dolomite film. Yes. Music. Yeah, I mean. The music is really fucking th- cool in this, this one. This movie's almost half musical in the beginning. 
Yeah, it's very much, uh, it feels like he really wanted to be like, well, I'm real famous for my stage show, Lil, yeah. so let's focus in on a lot of that and that persona. Yeah, there's like, a, a lot of performances. Yeah, I would submit to you, there's a few things about this this particular movie that we'll, once we start digging into it that I'm going to kind of talk about as to why I kind of enjoy this one a little bit more than Dolomite. Oh, all right. I'm not saying it's a better film because it certainly isn't. I'm just oh. saying I enjoy it more. All right, all right, all right. There, yeah. I get that. Well, I mean, yeah, and uh, I suppose we just get it started here. Well, there's one thing we have to do before we just get it started. What's that? We have to get this trailer started. Oh, oh mister, here comes the twister. This is Rudy Ray Moore. Yes, I'm the human tornado. I chain down thunder and handcuff lightning. I'm so damn strong, it's sometimes frightening. I grabbed a star traveling a million miles a minute and slowed it down to the state speed limit. Yes, I'm the human tornado. Spinning, grinning, and sinning. I used an earthquake to mix my milkshake. I eat an avalanche when I want ice cream. I punched a hurricane and made it a breeze. I swallowed an iceberg and didn't freeze. The human tornado. Flinging cash and talking trash. Dreamy, delayed, relayed, mislaid, and parlayed. Jumped, stumped, bumped, and mugwumped. The human tornado. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without a parent. Or a note from your jailer. <laughs> Uh, God good. damn, he's the best. Yeah. Man. All right. So first of all, that trailer yeah. automatically is a step up from the Dolomite trailer for oh, me. Oh, big time. Yeah. The only part in the Dolomite trailer that I thought actually kind of came close to how like fucking hype that was, uh -huh. was the part where he says, I'll stick my finger in the ground and turn the whole world around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, let's just say uh, exhibit A. Exhibit A. Yeah. So, and as well, we go, I may interrupt you for like exhibit B, C, and D. Gotcha. And then I'm going to switch over to one, two, and three, depending upon how much attention I'm paying. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I might switch. Switch over to like just Z, um, Z, Alpha, Z, maybe Delta. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as you remember that I am the Alpha and the Omega. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And it's black to blasphemy. All right. Uh, black to blasphemy? Back. Yeah, we can't do that with every word, man. That's not going to work here. <laughs> we'll get black to the notes then. Oh, that shit don't fly. <laughs> That's not cool, dude. That's not cool. Anyway, we get a nice little funky intro with Dolomite and some fly clothes for the 70s. Which he proceeds to disrobe from. Yeah. He's got like a really cool pair of pants. Yeah. And it's like a, a flag that says Dolomite mm -hmm. but as the human like tornado to in full color. Yeah. Well, he, he's got to show off his pudgy midriff and his, his moobs. I know, right? <laughs> Listen, if don't, don't like Dolomite manly, is the inventor of body positive. Manly too. Yeah. He's body positive. He's body in this positive. Scene. He's very o body positive. Only about his body, though. Yeah. Because we'll get to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dolomite stand up act starts the movie, and that is our first clip. Yes, I have been rough. And you know, I'm all so tough. I'm bad, and sometimes I get very mad. I've been known to be mean. But right now, y'all can look and see that I'm damn show clean. And I see a lot of lovely people in this house tonight. Look at this big fat man if you was lucky. Well, I say one thing, he can lay heavy, but he'll never go deep. 
I bet he tells the average girl, you may not know I'm in there, but you'll damn sure know I'm on there. I see this big fat lady with him. My, 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 my. Young lady, you got the same damn thing them little skinny gals got. But a damn sight more of it. Is that your husband? Ain't that a damn shame? You need your little skinny man, baby. You and that man get in the bed together and try to do y'all's thing would be a mission impossible. I'm gonna tell you like the bathtub told the toilet stew. I get as much ass as you, but I don't have to take all that shit. Young lady went out with her boyfriend the other night, and he got in the bed with her and pulled out somebody like my little thing. She looked at it and said, why, you know, screwing pencil, dick pencil, Peter, son of a gun. Says, I'll tell you what I will do for you. Said, you can't do nothing for me with a joint that small. That I'll give you $50 that you can hurt me. He screwed her three times and hit her in the head with a rock. It's the ugly motherfuckers in this house tonight. If you don't believe it, look over here. Baby, you are so ugly, you stopped this motion picture from running. Your lips look like you wearing a turtleneck sweater. I had a brother look just like you. He stuck his head out the window and his lips beat him to death. My, 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 that's what I Stretching a good thing a bit too far. Two soldiers went to Vietnam, a black soldier and a white soldier. Can you dig it? And they come all the way back home, and the people in Louisiana said, we're going to give y'all anything that y'all want. They looked at the white soldier and said, young man, what do you want? He said, well, I'll tell y'all what I want. I want me $10,000 and a Lincoln Continental to drive. They said, we're going to get that for you. Then they looked at the brother. They said, brother, what would you like? The brother said, well, y'all can give me a dollar and a half from the head of my ding-a-ling down to my balls. They said, brother, brother, don't you want no more than that? He said, no, that's all I want. So he pulled it out and they put a dollar and a half at the head of it. Then they put another dollar and a half on it. And another dollar and a half, another dollar and a half, and another dollar and a half. And one of those fellas looked at him and said, where is your balls at? He said, in Vietnam. Young lady took her boyfriend out with her the other night, you know? She got in the bed with him, and baby, he did his thing before he could get on top of her. And he looked at her and said, go in the kitchen and fix me some food. She went in the kitchen and brought him a head of lettuce and a bowl of carrots. He looked at her and said, why in the world did you bring me these carrots and lettuce out here? She looked at him and said, motherfucker, you fuck like a rabbit, you might as well eat like one. Yo, Mike, you might fuck like a rabbit yourself. And this is what I call and that always want to get in the show. This is the kind of that'll fart in a bathtub and turn around and bite the bubble. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight has been a pleasure. Thank you for letting us be our family. I ain't lying. Dolomite, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. I, a few things in there. So yes. for Exhibit B, Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore, actually is aware that he is, in fact, a character in a movie because he makes a reference to a lady telling her that she's so ugly she would unspool this motion picture. Yes. And he breaks the fourth wall a few more times after this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So, and He's I can't think- pulling it. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't think of any other movie or movie character prior to this that did that nope. in such a way. Now, I I'm sure it that. exists out there and I'm sure like a more educated cinephile than myself knows of it but I would say that he's definitely a forerunner of that kind of fourth wall breaking joke yeah I think so well okay so maybe the Marx Brothers did it a little bit because they would talk directly to you but oh, they didn't yeah. they didn't always acknowledge that it was a motion picture when they were doing it they would just like talk to you like you were the audience as if like they would do in their vaudeville days yeah like uh, in their routine so I mean so they're when obviously did Young Frankenstein earliest... come out oh Jesus man. they kind of did that in Young Frankenstein Mel Brooks has always kind of done yeah, that in a lot so of Mel Brooks movies. as well, but and not a, they don't not that they've talked to the camera, yeah, 
or anything, but a lot of times it, it, just the characters, like during a certain joke, will look at the camera. Yeah. And almost kind of like get a load of this shit type, there's, type deal. There's also times where Mel Brooks would say, like, one of the characters would talk about how they didn't have the budget for such and such a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why they didn't do it or something along those uh-huh. lines. But the very fact that he is, he doesn't even look at the camera in that point when he says it. Yeah. I mean, even though he's talking to the camera as he's delivering the line, he is a character aware of the fact that he is a character in a motion picture. Yes. And that's why he makes that reference. And the other thing I have to say is, he was body positive for his own body, but he fat shames everybody else on the planet. Yeah, man. Damn. He's like Don Rickles' level of insult comic there, man. Yeah. He's just belittling people left and right, man. It's like, holy cow, people in glass houses should put the Snickers bar down. Know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, Oh, the oldest joke you and I have in common. I love it, though. (laughs) Still good to this day. That joke is older than your kid. It really is. (laughs) That joke's so old it could drive. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) All right, back to your notes. All right. Well, we are now having a party at Dolomite's Mansions celebrating his successful comedy run. Is he no longer a pimp? It looks like he became a stand-up comedian. But I bet I don't think he ever stops doing anything. I think he just adds more things. Oh, so he he's just got a lot of fingers in different pies. Figuratively, literally, and, and sexually. Yes, all, all of it. <laughs> okay, the other question that I had then, yeah. because what I was thinking this was is a major character reboot where the human tornado Dolomite is completely different than the Dolomite that we've seen before because even Queen Bee so. is different. Yeah, but she still runs a club. Yes, but it's not a straight up hooker ring. It just is an implied hooker ring that's run out of the club instead of a house Maybe that Dolomite they owns. the club. But they don't, they, the movie doesn't deliver any of this, so that's why yeah. I always yeah, kind of thought. Yeah, you never know. Maybe it is a reboot. I, yeah, so I, there's, is possible. it or isn't it? You know, we'll, we'll throw that out to the listeners yeah. and let them decide, but that's one of the things that I was like, okay, so this is kind of like a reboot. He's a self-aware character in this one, and then we have all of these meta references where he's breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to us. Yeah. All of those things are why I enjoy this movie more, by the way. There you go. All right, back to your notes. I'm sorry. I just wanted, to, put the, I wanted to interject all that. He uh, meets with a woman, and you don't get to see the woman's face, but he leads her into a bedroom. Uh, he tells her that it's a bad time, but to go ahead and take off all her things and to wait there. So, Which she does. Which she does. Thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, uh, uh, we find out from another man speaking that a wayward, almost like a wayward boy's home was unexpectedly closed. And he goes, well, however, uh, Do- uh, Dolomite also speaks and says he is going to give his home, his entirety of his home, to the man who ran the the boy, the wayward boy's home. So it's going to become, his mansion will de facto become the a, a home for wayward boys. Now, this I would believe from Dolomite if it was a home for wayward girls. Yeah, right. This yeah. seems like the kind of thing that That'd he would be That would be the type of thing he would do, yeah. But they're, they're kind of, again, this feels like a reboot where they're trying to make the character seem like, while he may be involved in a history of shady dealing, he's trying to do the right thing and he's trying to give back to the community. Yeah. Because he does even say that in the speech where he believes in giving back to the community. You know what? And you're right. It is a reboot. And I'm going to explain to you why later. Okay. But I know for okay. a fact now, thinking about it, it is definitely a reboot. Or a reimagining of the character or yeah, another story. Yeah, But okay. it is a okay. reboot. Okay, go ahead. Something like that. All right. So uh, then after this speech, we cut back to naked woman time for naked sex. So thanks. Thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. But then and we see a little bit more of Dolomite than I ever cared to, so no thank you, movie. Why are you such a prude? It's just another naked man. I just, you don't know. What, are you intimidated by his Dolomite-ness? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
His dolomitiness is what I should have said. That's much funnier. Actually, I was just mad because he never maintained eye contact with the camera. <laughs> Threw me off completely. <laughs> you wanted so, the camera to be in the position where it was like him looking down, making gentle, sweet love to you? Maybe. <laughs> I can't clip it if you just say yes to that. That's not how the clip worked. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't want to know if I want him looking down at me or looking up. <laughs> Either way, you went in bed with Dolomite, and you were jealous of that lady. Kinda, but also I didn't think she was very attractive in the face, though. <laughs> oh, Matt, you were yeah. looking at her face. <laughs> wow, all right. <laughs> Look at you being respectful of women. <laughs> Uh, remember, ladies, Cinema PsyOps cares. Anyway. <laughs> One of the things that I'd like to point out, though, we're both kind of pigs because you're judging her based only on her face <laughs> looks. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, why were you looking her at her face? face? <laughs> Hashtag time's up, Cinema PsyOps. You're, you're, yeah, right. So uh, he's annoyed about having to have sex with this woman. He's just like, let's just get this over with. I don't have a lot of time. And he is being paid by the woman to have sex with her. He's a gigolo in this yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So now it's almost like the roles have been reversed. He's the prostitute. <laughs> well, he's the human tornado for a reason. Right? Uh, well, anyway, we have a couple of rednecks, and they see some of the black people partying, and they feel like they have to call the cops, and there's a lot of racial slurs here that, wow. What's really funny about this is it's extremely timely nowadays because a lot of these people are being called out on their shit on social media for doing this stuff. Yeah. Calling yeah. because of barbecuing lemonade in a park. Stands, the barbecue, lemonade stands. Yeah. Uh, in the pool or what have you, whenever there was like a family in their own yard in a pool and they get the cops called on them? Oh, no. Yeah, it's a, it was a pool in an apartment complex. Yeah. And the guy was hanging out there. And he had a... The cop or the security guard or whoever said it was because he was wearing his socks. <laughs> I mean, really? Did you just like... Did you just panic and try to think of any fucking reason? <laughs> There's a man in socks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. Well, but, you better tase him. Is he wearing a hoodie? Because if he's wearing a hoodie, you could shoot him and you'd be fine. But what the point that I'm trying to make with this and the thing that I actually like about this is there are people calling out the kind of people that would do this shit that exists in this movie yes. which clearly has been going on for who knows how long Yeah, exactly. there are people being called out on this shit and they're losing their livelihoods and other things are happening for them being that yeah exactly and it, it needs to happen yeah Ugh. because I mean this is private property and you're calling the cops for a party at private property yeah, just right. because that you don't you like don't the tone of, that you don't like the skin tone of the people that are there yeah it's not even like they can hear music or anything so they're not being loud they no they literally just they saw them. See them yeah. dancing. And there's another thing. And he, I to uh, he goes, he goes, well, it has to be. And then he says a, a racial slur because it's not Halloween. And you're like, oh, you well, the other, the other part of the conversation that really kind of points out just how racist these two pieces of shit actually are. Yeah. Is because they look up and they see the party going on and he goes, oh, it looks like it's people just having a good old time. And then his mother says, those aren't people. Those yes. are racial slurs. Yes. And then he goes, well, they, and he goes, are they? And then he looks up and he goes, oh, it's so hard to tell. But he's like, I guess they are. And it's not Halloween, so it has to be yeah, racial, racial slurs. slurs. They just dehumanize someone just because they're not the same skin tone. Of course. Which is how racist assholes work. Yeah. And that's like, if you think about it, that's why in a lot of cases, whenever things are happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, people have an issue with this because they're not differentiating the fact that these are people that are losing their lives. If they, if you just go up to the people that have this issue and say, people are being shot, people are losing their lives, they would say something like, oh, that's terrible. And then you reiterate that with, yes, there's a 
lot of black people being shot by the police. Then they go, right? Right. Yeah. What's yeah. the problem? What's wrong? And then you're like, people are dying. Oh, that's terrible. Why that's, are people dying? Yeah. Yes. Black people are being shot. And they go, right? Yeah. Like they can't, mm-hmm. they, their brain yeah. doesn't have that logic leap that people are people regardless of skin tone. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'll get off the soapbox. Yeah, I was going to say, you're getting high up there, but yeah. I mean, you're right. You're it's, not wrong. It's all right there. And it's very yeah. relative to this point in time yeah, as well. It's going to get a lot more relative here because yeah. then we see a man named Charlie. He goes to grab the, I'm assuming he's like the deputy. He goes to grab the sheriff and they knew that there was uh, black people living in that mansion, but now there's too many of them. So now they have to go do something about it because yikes, they are all racist. Yeah. Uh, you're, it's really hard to phrase things in this. Yeah. The N-bomb to normal word ratio or non-racial slur ratio in it this. It is horrific. It's like seven to one yeah. racial slurs to normal words. The M-bomb is like every other word. It's a transitional phrase. It's a yeah. prepositional it's phrase. A fu- they're using it as a fucking comma. <laughs> yeah. It, it it also becomes exclamation points at some point yeah. in this movie. Anyway, uh, so we go back to the party and four Dolomites men are hanging out. Winston! It's Winston! Ernie Hudson looks awesome with a shaved head. Yeah! He looks really fucking good, and, and he, he was, was fit. Yeah. He was ripped as hell. Oh, fit. Winston was fit. We now know what Winston was doing in his early days before he joined the Ghostbusters. Giving me half a stock is what he was doing. He's a sexy fucking man. <laughs> uh, he was sexy at the Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, but he's really especially, hot in this movie. Especially in the Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters 2. It's all about the mustache. <laughs> That makes Winston. What's important is that he has seen shit that would turn you white. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he's got to get his own lawyer. <laughs> no offense. No offense, guys. But I'm going to get my own lawyer. Oh, uh, anyway, they spot the cops coming up really fast. And then we go back and the sheriff is getting all his men together and he says... Uh, shoot to kill if you have to. They storm the house and they start harassing all the party guests. That's one way of putting it. Another yeah, way of putting it is them. terrorizing and violating their civil rights. Exactly. Personal space uh-huh. and bodies. And then, yes, because the sheriff gets particularly rapey with a young party guest and he chases the girl through the house. As he starts getting the girl up against the wall, she knees him right in the nuts. Uh, good for her. And then Charlie comes up behind her and knocks her out with the butt of his gun. She falls through into Dolomite's room, uh, where we see the woman is shocked who was in the room with Dolomite, and Charlie's shocked because it ends up that woman is the sheriff's wife. Who is just outside the door but has not found out what's going on yet. Yes. Anyway, he crawls in, and now she sees him, and she screams out the Dolomite made her do it. Right. Yeah. To which he responds, you are no wife of mine. I know Dolomite head in the response. Bitch, what? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Which anyway. Is, which which is a pretty good response because, you know, he could have just said, you've been paying me for this because yeah, right? he couldn't do it right. Yeah. Anyway, the sheriff uh, has Charlie shoot and kill his wife. He says to kill them both. Both, yeah. But Charlie but, I mean, starts with the wife. Starts with the wife, kills her. That gives Dolomite time to roll out of bed. And holy cow, you just see Rudy Roy's entire undercarriage as he does that roll out. Well, wow. when, when he first does the pop out, <laughs> yeah. you you had uh, the, the version that I ripped for you was slightly less resolute than the Blu-ray. Yeah. The and I watched, the, I watched the Blu-ray on my projector this weekend. I was wondering how much you could see on Blu-ray. You get to see a little bit of dick neck when he's first rolling out. <laughs> dick. And then as his legs slip open as he pops yeah. out of the bed, you, yeah. you get to see a whole lot of ball sack. Oh, yeah. And it could be said that that man's got a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Dolomite's able to get a gun and he shoots and kills Char- Charlie and then runs. And then here comes our next part where he 
uh, breaks the fourth wall where he, you see him and he does this jump flip off the, the cliff of the house. Right. And then it stops and it rewinds and goes, oh, I bet you motherfuckers didn't think I'd jump like that and see it again. And we replay that uh, yeah. again yeah. with the word replay in the corner like it's a sporting event. And flashing at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like great. instant replay. I loved it. I laugh my ass off and it's at this point in the film when this happens where you know for sure whether or not you're in or out for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I think so. You know if you're sets, in or out. It, you got the rest of the mood of what's going to happen in the movie where it's just zany and all over the yeah. place. Where like even when it's serious, you're still kind of like, wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you know you're in for a redonk kind of time and you know if you're going to be in for it or not. It's an action movie made by a comedian and god damn is this movie funny. Spoiler alert, uh-huh. I'm into it. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> no point although, in, although I do... <laughs> I, minor quibbles, I got, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go all ahead. right, anyway. So Winston and the guys pick him up and we get a kind of a lame car chase. It is what it is. Um, they, 70s car chase. They couldn't afford yeah, it. Yeah, to damage... There's a well, l- they damaged cars anyway, but they, they needed these cars to damage later, so they had to be safe with them now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they set a trap up where they move the, their own car to like block from this tunnel, and when one car comes out, they shoot their own car, which explodes that car, which blows up the car chasing them, which then effectively blocks off the sheriff's car from getting to them, which makes their getaway easier. Did you notice that while Dolomite's shooting the shotgun, he has his thumb wrapped around the top of the barrel, which would probably burn his finger after the second or third uh, shot? Yes, yeah. I know it's movie. I'm just, yeah. 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 I, was I wasn't like, even going to bring it up. I, <laughs> At this point, I was just like, I think there's going to be- That's like, the reality problem I have in this movie. When, I saw, when I saw that, I went, I would bring that up, but there's going to be so many of those that this note, my notes would be like 50 pages long. <laughs> it's like trying to write every time the boom mic pops up in the first Dolomite, you yeah. would be here for ages. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say this. This Dolomite shot a lot better, more clearly than first Dolomite. <laughs> and yet his Kung Fu moves are even more ridiculous. Oh my God, we will get to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just, oh. I, sorry. It, it's like whenever we're covering a movie that you're super excited yeah, yeah, about yeah, and you're yeah. rushing to the stuff that you want to talk <laughs> hold about. Hold on, hold on. We'll I get know, there. Know, we'll I get know. there. All right. I promise you. Okay. Uh, anyway, they decide they are going to go to California. Well, they hitchhike and force a young gay guy to, who's super excited about them taking over his car. Well, the first guy that he, that kind of pretends like he's just hitchhiking alone, he offers him a ride for yeah, a ride. For a ride, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, yeah. hey, you know, a little he's, sex and it'll get you where wherever you want to go. And then all the guys force their way into the car and kind of take the car. And, and then they're surprisingly gentle and kind with the guy yeah. while they're doing it. After the, the only time you could say they were violent to him was when they, he shoved the gun in his face to tell him to get in the back seat. Or, well, yeah, just yeah. to slide the just, fuck over. Yeah, just to, you know, get set. But then, yeah, they're all like, we're going to California. And that guy's super excited to be going to California. So they're kind of doing him a favor. It's almost like, you know, the, the one guy who wants to get out of his small town because it sucks. And just looking he, for an excuse. He doesn't know he needs a kick of the ass to get out. Well, these guys are giving him the kick of the ass to get him out. Um, Dolomite gets some new shoes because uh, he had to ditch his shoes when he was running. <laughs> so yeah, we, I forgot we a, about we that. We get a he, quick he... scene where he gets some new shoes. Yeah. Uh, they stop at a gas station. One guy really has to take a piss. He walks into the woman's restroom with a woman sitting down already going to the bathroom and he decides to relieve himself in the sink because he just had to go. I think he even says, what do you think they put these here for? Yeah, 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 he does. And she's just screaming, this is for ladies! This is for ladies! That was like weird just a bizarre 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 little thing to there are a lot of bizarre little things they force into this thing where you're kind of like, uh, all right. Oh, it's, uh, it's it's funny, but at the uh, same time, you're like, dude, that's a crime. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hashtag time's up. <laughs> I mean, as much as we may want to be able to do that, you can't just piss what? in a sink in front of people like that clip. Yeah, but you're right. We all do want to do that. 
it's like this weird like dominant male thing to do something like that too to pee hold eye contact which he kind of does yeah <laughs> it's really bizarre it is anyway uh dolomite calls queen b and she's stating that uh he's more than welcome to come out there he explains the situation she's like well get you out here it's not like i do what you had to do and she goes the club's doing really well and everything's going great so there's plenty of you know plenty of life for you to have out here and that hurricane annie misses him a lot so he's got a woman to come home to too so he's got a hurricane annie and he is the human tornado yep oh yes and because they also said she says you were uh like a human tornado and then he also says i'm gonna be a human tornado and i'm just sitting there going they're saying the name of the movie they're saying the name of the movie it's my favorite point in a movie why i wanted to remind you (laughs) i love it there's like one other time remind me i have it right here (laughs) i noted that shit down specifically human tornado you spent a lot of time drawing a lot of asterisks around that too yes (laughs) yes big pointies too and a heart it's all in a heart because i love it it's like a whole page that just says and they say the name of the movie during the phone call it's i'm telling you people it's my favorite moment it's why i wish at one point they would have said back in the city so we come to a show at queen bees we have a lot of music a lot of dance this is another one of those moments where a lot of the movie it's hard to take notes for this but it's just a whole lot of people having fun a lot of great performances people enjoying the show some that people kind of that aren't down with the funk would probably call it padding yes i am not those people No, we are down with the funk so we enjoy it we party <laughs> with this <laughs> i have a blast during these club scenes yeah I, i'm really enjoying I it. i like it yeah. man i like it it takes yeah. you back to a different time you know when uh, you'd go to a when you'd go to more clubs to see a show other than just go to a bar to listen to music that's jammed into your ear <laughs> yeah when you could actually see a show yeah like a real show yeah. like the back in the seven six back in the 50s 60s 70s almost every bar had a show associated to it like yeah. whether it was a piano player or singer or something you know almost every place had a show they're stealing our jibs yeah jibs. <laughs> yeah then we come to some no good nicks and they are in our next clip hello hello joe this is vince oh vince how are you hey how's florida huh oh florida's fine but i'm not so well uh i don't like your receipts kid what are you running down there a funeral parlor now look look boss look you see now, if this damn broad down the street you know queen bee boss she's competition is queen bee that's queen bee Queen Bee, you've been telling me about Queen Bee for months now, Joe. Uh, Joe, you're into this organization for a lot of money. And now they are after me. Hey, hey Vince, 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 well, l- listen to me, will you? I swear it's all going to be taken care of. Just give me a little more time. Boss, has something he wants to say. Now, look, boys, we ain't doing so good. And my people are mad at me. Now, with Queen Bee's club taking in all the business, my place is coming up like a funeral parlor. And my is in Florida ain't so happy about it. They're pressuring me. And this kind of pressure I don't need. Something's got to be done about it, right? Okay, now Carl here is going to act as my enforcer. I want Queen Bee's place shut down. All right, we're back at Queen Bee's, and Cavaletti's men, who are kind of, some are still sitting in the club, even though it's everything's kind of winding I don't think down. you said that right. Cavaletti? Cavaletti. 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 They all say it differently. Yeah, I, I know. Just, I love the way that everybody says Cavaletti. 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 It's Cavaletti. 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 <laughs> Cavaletti. There you go. Kevin Kleiney. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, Kevin Spacey. Wait, no. Oh, oh now I no. just bummed myself out. Yeah, talk about a guy uh, that would pee in front of a sink on somebody. Yeah, right. Jesus. Time's up, dude. Yeah, hashtag time's up. Anyway, Cavaletti's men uh, start bucking up uh, Queen Bee's place, throwing chairs around and stuff. And uh, then uh, some other guys come in with a gun, start shooting the place up. And then one other guy goes up to Queen Bee and starts beating the living shit out of her and kicking her and all that shit. So that's kind of fucked up. They also kidnap two of her girls. And then uh, Cavaletti gets a phone call and is being told that everything has been taken care of at Queen Bee's. We also see some boobs here. Uh, so thank you, movie. Uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Th- this scene. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is uh, Cavaletti's um, info girlfriend, right? Nymph- wife. Nympho wife. Nympho wife. Yeah. Yeah, Cavaletti's the one guy who like doesn't cheat on his wife. The one bad guy who doesn't cheat on his wife. Actually, he's like pretty devoted to her because apparently she's a nympho. So yeah, I guess- he's got to keep her locked up under lock and key because yeah. she'll go with anybody at any time, yep. apparently. Yeah, she will. Yeah. Yeah, but uh hey, that's that's what you get for marrying an info. <laughs> Uh, or you could just accept that that's what she's into. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you shouldn't lock her up. You should just be like, all right, well, you're marrying an info. You just accept that that's what she likes. She has a healthy sexual appetite, and you let her live her life. Because I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe you set up an open relationship. Yeah, something. Cavaletti seems to be of the belief that he is enough for her, and that he can satisfy her every need. Listen, he's not enough for himself. All right, have you seen that little motherfucker? <laughs> Listen, there are not a lot of people in movies who I'm sure I could beat the shit out of. He's one of the people in movies I'm sure I could beat the shit out of if I met him. <laughs> Even back then. And from the looks of him, he probably couldn't satisfy a gnat. No, not at all. Anyway, uh, but we still get to see uh, his wife's boobs, so thank you. And they are glorious. They are wonderful. Glorious, natural, amazing breasts yeah. all through this film. Yes. All glorious, all natural, all... Say what you will about the rest of whatever's going on with the ladies. The breasts in this movie that you get to see are amazing. They are fantastic. Also a step up from Dolomite. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> where, uh, where did all the budget for uh, Human Tornado go? Into paying for boobs. Into paying for seeing boobs. And yeah. I'm for it. If that's how you want to make a movie, you make that movie. That should get an Oscar. That's a wise investment, sir. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, anyway, he calls Queen Bee and tells her that she has to close shop and work for him or else the girls will die. Then we get a weird torture scene with like an old witch type woman and they have the two girls tied up and she undoes one of the girls' tops so we get to see four boobs but it's a little bit too rapey, so no thanks, movie. Not rapey, but just torturing. I don't need that in my life. Well, yeah, you don't like to have a mix of torture and sex in your life, so. I don't. I can see where that would make you uncomfortable. Yeah. How were you doing during the scene? I'm not going to comment on grounds that I may or may not have liked it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it wasn't consenting, so yeah, that's yeah. my thing. Yeah, it's, it's even be- even if it's like you know a, a fake play thing where like she's pretending not to enjoy it, but actually is secretly inside. You know, then then but it's clearly she's not. Yeah, and that's the way that they're setting it up that she's being degraded by this weird witchy sort of supernatural character. Yeah, Rudy Ray Moore starts playing around with supernatural stuff in this movie, and then eventually it goes even further. Does it later on in the series? Uh, that hey, we're doing don't here. ruin it for me. I got more no, movies to watch. That's all I said. Is okay. that he goes a little deeper into exploring cool. that in another movie. Uh, well, then she also threatens the other girl with like a snake and... Uh, in a way that makes it sound like she's going to put it inside her in an orifice. Yes. 
She does. I mean, it sounds like that's going up the hoo-ha. Yes. And because mine's kind of a, a more of a degraded film I watched, yeah. that witch, a lot of her, when she talks, it always sounded like this. No, it, that's, that's the way it sounded. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. because some of her words I couldn't make out. Because I got too screechy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the way it was. Okay. Now, the version that you watched was a compressed version from the Blu-ray because I ripped it to just like an MP4 just so you I could gotcha. review it. Okay. You know? So it's not too far off from what you saw. No, no, not at all. Actually, it's the same print. It's just the you would have a little bit more blocking digitization. I got you. All right. So anyway, Dolomite uh, and the guys are out there and he gives the kid whose car they took, he gives him some cash and says, uh, this is for the use of the car and uh, thanks and for your trouble. And he goes, well, I'll take your money, but it was no trouble. And he's very happy to be in California. So, well, he makes some kind of a joke about how I think they're like, they're in California and it's something along the lines of well, where he, he implies somebody that, will have to kidnap me to take me back. Yeah. Well, he's happy to be there because of the climate, but but also he's happy to be there because of the climate, yes. if you know what I'm saying. Yes. He's glad to They're be much there more accepting. accepting of who he is. Yes. yes, as a person. Yeah, which is shockingly a relatively sensitive way of making that joke yeah. for a black exploitation flick. You would exactly. expect a lot more of a homophobic way of going about it. Uh, you would, and I was actually very impressed. I was shockingly, Good, uh, Rudy, like, shockingly impressed. Rudy does himself some fine work here. Well, for He's every, very accepting. Yeah, there's a lot more good stuff going on in this that kind of yeah. makes up for some of the misogynist, rapey shit that the Dolomite character does in the Dolomite movie. Yeah, exactly. Almost, almost. Which is why I want it to be a reboot, so it's a different version of the and character. I'll get to why it's a reboot. Okay, hey. go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, sorry. So anyway, uh, they go by uh, Queen Bee's club, but they find that it is not only empty and not open, but trashed. Uh, they go to Queen Bee's home, but nobody is there. So they start hitting the clubs to find more information. We can see more performances here as they kind of, you kind of get a montage of them going to different clubs, walking in. You get more montage of performances and dancing and such like that. Which it just seems to me that these are all performers that have worked with Rudy Ray Moore either. He opened up for them or they opened up for him and he wants to showcase them in the movie and just kind of show all of the other talent that's around in his community. I think that line where Dolomite says, I want to give back to the community, I think this movie, The Human Tornado, is his way of giving back to some of the other people that helped him get where he was. That could be. It's a, This is an assumption I'm making, but it just feels like that because you don't just showcase that kind of musical act and talent just to pad out your film. Yeah, you don't. I mean, because it's, it's too much to be just padding out the film. Yeah, I think you're just trying to give some friends or people you've worked with maybe a chance to get more exposure. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, we come to find that they're actually looking for Hurricane Annie. Uh, they do find her and she takes them to Cavaletti's place assuming that Queen Bee would be there. Um, they do find Queen Bee and some more friends and that is our next clip. Where you been? I ain't seen you there. Oh, I've been here and there, you know. Ben, I want you to meet a good friend of mine, Dolomite. Ben, the best thing the world has ever known. Ben, the pleasure is mine. Dolomite, you know I've heard quite a bit about you, man. Quite a bit. I hope the things that you've heard have been good things, brother. Nothing but. Ben, we're looking for Queen. We understand she's in a jam. You know where she is? You know this job don't pay me to talk. It pays me to sing. And you know that. Give it to me. Oh, do you mean have I seen a queen? Guys, open. She's floating around in somewhere. I gotta go. I got a show to do. Okay, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. There goes Queen now. Come on, let's go talk to her. Hi. Queen, what's happening? What in the world are you doing in a joint like this? 
and shit and got heavy. Cavalletti sent some of his apes down, beat me like a dog, and kidnapped TC and Java. Kidnapped him? What you mean? Kidnap him and force us to come and work for him. And said if I didn't come and work for him, he'd kill him. Cavaletti must be nuts to think he can get away with some shit like that. Who the hell does he think he is? That's what I want to know. He must think he is the new godfather or some kind of shit. He's pissed because I was making more money than he was. Here you come now, look. The rice is melting, Queenie. What's with the chatter? Ah. Uh, those are just some friends of mine, and they was uh, looking for somebody. Friends, huh? Now, look, sweetie, since you work for us, you don't, can't have any friends. Now, get back to work. Well, folks, I uh, want you to know the next act is about to start. I want you to catch it. You'll love it. <laughs> we then cut to some more torture of the two girls who are kidnapped, getting real rapey right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, some tops get popped off in this scene, don't they? No, the tops were popped off in the first scene. Now the girl who, like, had her shirt ripped off, uh-huh. who wasn't wearing a bra is now wearing a bra. How did that get put back on? No one even. Well, she wasn't wearing a bra when she got in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so they just had an arbitrary bra line around, made her put it on. You know what it is? What? Part of her torture is they put on an underwire that was bent in such a way. Yes. And they just left it that there. Bra, that bra is technically one size too small for her. So it's going to cause her irritation over time of having to wear it. And the underwire's bent. Yes. And it's exposed at the edges. So it's digging into her armpit the entire time. Things Bastards. that only married men know about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bastards. I mean, obviously the women who suffer it, but only married, like a, married, a, an unmarried man. Who, the only men who know about it are married men. Yeah, or or men who have or been in relationships. Des- or fashion designer men. <laughs> or men who wear bras. Yeah, the bros. No, no, no not a bro, just not a man a who wears a bra. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there are a few. <laughs> Thousand. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dolomite and Hurricane Annie decide to have some sexy time now. So uh, she uh, makes a comment about about his weight. So, yeah. so he gets body shamed a little bit. Yeah, he gets uh, fat shamed as well. She yeah. points out that he let himself go while she was gone. Yeah, while he was gone. He, yeah. he goes, I've been busy. And she goes, well, not too busy to eat, I guess. It's like, damn. She goes, come on, have a good time. So um, once again, she uh, takes off her clothes and we see her glorious chesticles and everything else. Yeah. And thank you, movie. Holy shit, thank you, movie. Yeah. Wow. That's a fine woman. She is stunning stunning and that is all natural too that doesn't look like any bit of fucking nope. plastic surgery oh no man that's all. all real yeah that's all holy her. shit just, that, just, that, she's just out there with what the good lord gave her that camera glaringly stared at her exactly how I wanted it to <laughs> because that's how we would have glaringly stared at her if we were in the same room the only thing that screen didn't do that I was doing at that moment uh, was drool yeah right <laughs> and maybe some other things <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway then they lay better they do some exercises in bed naked naked like police yeah this weird like exercise system yeah that was for the joke and it was just this really weird off-putting thing and it made me uncomfortable at first but then it started making me laugh there's an important thing that we need to note actually at the beginning of that scene when she's making the fat joke at him yeah did you notice the poster just over dolomite's uh, yes. right shoulder yes on the to, the to the right of the screen uh-huh did you did you recognize it uh is it the one where they have all the different positions and stuff uh-huh yeah, yeah, yeah. They reuse something extremely yes. similar to that that's almost exactly the same in Black Dynamite that they then used to show all the different sexual positions yes. that he does. I think that was a having... pretty famous poster. In I, fact, yeah. I, 
remember it was still a famous poster when like I was on high school, especially because it's a blacklight poster. Yeah. And back in the late nineties, fucking blacklight was all over the fucking place. It again. had a, it had a resurgence with the marijuana's becoming popular again in, in the in the late nineties. Yeah. yeah, and so like a lot of my friends would have like fucking or or in college too. You'd walk in and th- I know I saw that poster at least twice in real life under a blacklight. Yeah, it was like the nineties skater kid starter kit, a bong blacklight yeah. posters in one blacklight. Yes, exactly. It wasn't powerful enough to well, light up all of them. Well, blasting Sublime over and over and over again. <laughs> Sublime is just smash mouth on heroin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you either die a hero or live long enough yourself long enough to become a villain. <laughs> you either die a hero or live long enough to take pot shots at people making fun of your band because it's smash mouth on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, let's see here. <laughs> Glory sidetracking. Yeah, right. And the like Smash Mouth. <laughs> Old Smash Mouth. Not the you know commercialized Smash Mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's a big just, grave you're digging yourself yeah, there. I know, right? Which is still Old Smash Mouth. <laughs> it was all commercialized Smash Mouth. I know, that's what, that's what I said, which was Old Smash Mouth. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's see here. So anyway, then uh, he said, you know, he's kind of like, hey, I got something that better than this shit. So they start having sex. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't want to lose weight this way where they're exercising in bed naked. He wants yeah. to lose weight the good way when yeah. you're exercising in bed naked. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then they're eating fruit in the bed. Uh-huh. That was weird. Then she, she like peels a banana, but then shoves it into his face. I don't get food in bed. So it's not, I don't know. You don't like food play. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah. Like the scene in Deadpool when it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. I have to look away. That's the only scene that makes me almost vomit in my mouth. Really? Yeah. That scene makes you, wow. Oh, food, food and sex just uh, makes me kind of yeah. grossed out. The more that we're talking about this, the more I wonder if the guys who made the Deadpool movie were fans of Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> you sometimes wonder, right? Because it feels so fucking similar Yeah. for this human tornado stuff. I mean, it's kind of like he's supposed to be a superhero. You know? Yeah, exactly. A little bit in this, though. So. But yeah, the food play in this isn't so bad. I think her shoving the banana into his mouth is like a joke where she was supposed to be doing this. Yeah, this it seductive. feels almost like it was going to be an outtake where she was in the scene planned to be doing this seductive yeah. like banana eating thing to get him worked up. But then she just shoves it into his mouth and he laughs about it. Yeah, I also don't like food being shoved into people's mouths. Okay. I don't know why it's gross to me. <laughs> well, you were a Catholic school kid, so... I don't know where we're going with that one, but okay. I'm you assuming... Don't, you don't like anything being shoved into people's mouths. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Because you, you know, you went to Catholic... I didn't go to Catholic school. Uh, okay. I didn't. I went to public schools. Oh, well, yeah. so, so you avoided at least half the time of abuse. Yes, exactly. But you were still in a church, probably yes. left alone in a priest's care way too much. No, I was never left alone. Oh, you were an ugly kid so you were fine i that is exactly right <laughs> i was actually a little offended i was like what jimmy got that i don't got oh wow <laughs> i'm leaving that in but wow, <laughs> wow. that's dark uh, finally got one <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, we uh, hit the police station, and that is our next clip. We checked your mugshot against our file, sure. We don't have a thing on him. But I yet tell he's in these parts. Find it. It's the last thing I do. Well, good luck to you. We'll do everything we can to help you. I'd appreciate that. Very much. Oh, by the way, sure. What do you want him for? Murdered. My wife. Sorry. I'll put my best man on it. Detective Pete Blakely here. Blakely, it's Ryan. I've got a special assignment for you. I've got one too, Captain. It's just about to slip through my hands. Now look, my vacation just started two hours ago. 
I know, Pete, and I am sorry, but this is serious. Maybe a promotion. How serious? It's a 187. Have you got an ID, Captain? Yes. Male, 200 pounds, six foot, maybe a scar on his left shoulder. We do have a mugshot. Oh, that's just great. But do you have a name or an ID? Yes, he goes by the name of Dolomite. 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 <laughs> anyway, so, and this is why I say it is a reimaging or a, a reboot. Re, uh, reboot. Yeah. This detective was an FBI agent in Dolomite. Yeah. Now he's a detective. Uh-huh. It's it's a different thing. It's a different well, he was time. A, he was a sneaky FBI agent because he was uh, undercover as a detective. Yeah. But now he's an actual detective. Uh-huh. And he's on vacation. Yeah. And he's breaking his vacation up to go after Cavallari. And he's getting too old for this shit, probably. I don't know. I'm just assuming things now. <laughs> But I think who this takes is, a call in the middle of the what he was doing with that lady anyway? It all depends, man. Some you know back then they didn't have caller ID. You didn't know if it was going to be important or not. And you know what? If I'm having sex, any call can wait like an additional two minutes. Oh, two minutes. A little like a minute and a half of snuggling. A minute. <laughs> Please, you're not snuggling with anybody for a minute and a half. It's a minute flat. 30 seconds for the sex, 30 seconds for cuddling. And I quoted, I did air quotes there. And uh, so you, you all know that at home. And that's it. Then you're telling them to get out and then you go about your business. First of all, I am a notorious snuggler. I am infamous for my snuggling needs. I'll have you know. And I'm very good at it. Oh, God, that was, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I nuzzle like no man's business. Oh, just stop it. It's gross by now. I have a lot of love and affection to give, Matt. No, you don't. Yes. Yes, I do. No, 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 no. You have enough love and affection to give one person. Luckily, you married her. <laughs> That's it. But to me, it seems like a boundless amount because it's all for her. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I think I've vomited a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> Oh. I love how I can make you uncomfortable by talking about things like snuggly. Like, like real human emotion. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not for it, man. Yeah. Hey, motherfucker, I'm middle-aged, all right? I uh-huh. can't handle emotions, all right? <laughs> You're developing empathy, which most of us 20-year-old men didn't have. And now that we're in our late 30s, and for some of us, our 40s, it's really hitting us. I hate that shit, man. I hate fucking empathy. Anyway. <laughs> We uh, cut to a man who's uh, getting into a car, and as he drives away, he starts to be chased. Uh, He runs into a blockade of broken down cars and tries to make a run for it, and then is shot and killed. Then we come to a party, and this is going to be a lot of stuff, but it's all important, and this is going to come to our last and yet mega clip. Oh, I cut it down. It's not mega anymore. Oh, it's just our last clip. Well, it looks like they knew I didn't have nobody to help me. They just misused me. They misused the girls. Well, here's what we got to do. Queen V, we've got to get TC and Alice away from Cavaletti. Well, this is a big city. Where do we start? <laughs> That's easy. We find Cavaletti and... Make him tell us where they are. Oh, no, it's not that easy. Everywhere that Joe goes, he has his army with him. Oh, baby, armies can come large or small, but we're known for kicking ass, and we can handle them all. <laughs> Hello? Queen, stop what you're doing this minute. Cavaletti wants you and your bitches over here within the hour. Oh, just a second, please. This is from Joe. Pick up on the phone. Would you tell Joe that all the girls are on their monthly and they will not be able to be over there tonight? Now you listen to me, Queen. What's the matter now? She ain't coming. What do you mean she's not coming? Give me that phone, Queen B. You better get your ass over here, and I mean on the double. On the one condition. 
Bet you turn my girls loose. Look, B, you're in no position to bargain with me. Now, you get your hot ass over here or I'll massacre those black bitches. I'll give you just one hour. Are you fat suit-eating motherfucker? I guess you heard all of that. That's all I needed to know, that the girls are still alive. Now I can work with that cranny dodging motherfucker. So here's what we do. Brother QB, what's happening? I want to talk to you, man. Oh, I don't have time, fellas. I got a lot to do. I'll talk to you later. Later on, it'll be too late, man. We need to wrap right now. That's right, brother man, right now. Oh, some heavy shit, huh? Dig it. Okay, sock it to me. Captain Lady's man blew away my brother this morning. Oh, no. You mean Jeff is dead? That's why we come to you, man. We need your help. Okay, I'll tell you what. We'll get together this afternoon and see what we can map out, all right? Say, look here. I got information on the house in Pasadena, man. What the motherfuckers torture people? Uh, Torture chambers? God damn, I haven't heard no shit like that in years. Listen, did you get any information on the guys that laid your brother away? Yeah, the motherfuckers was black. Yeah, brothers. Mannix, what's new on the sheriff case? Well, I gotta see some mug shots, Chief. So in the Dolomite file, you've got everything we have. The sheriff's case is nothing compared to what I've come up with. Another 187. This time, the finger points to Mr. Cavaletti. Cavaletti? That's right. Do you have grounds? Well, shall we say some brotherly information? Good. Give me the information on assign somebody else to the case. I don't want you biting off more than you can chew. You concentrate on the sheriff case. Get Dolomite. You mean you're assigning me to help some Oki Shaft solve a murder case which we know nothing about? And for two years, I've tried to nail Joe Cavaletti, and finally I get this asshole by his balls, and you want to assign somebody else to the case? Now, damn it, Pete, you will do as you're told. Good. I remember the other day I was told my vacation started today, and I'm taking it. Son of a bitch. What brings you this way, my friend? I got news for you. Hey, you know I'm looking for news. I heard through the grapevine that you was trying to get Queen's girls back from Cavaletti, right? Oh? I got some real strong info from some, some friends of mine. So let's have it. Info like that don't grow on trees. Cost money, you know. I got a sick eye. Hold it. <laughs> Information first. Well, Cavaletti's got this house in Pasadena. It's a real chamber of horrors. Like, he really fucks people up over there, man. Where is he at? I haven't found that out yet. Well, how do you find out? Well, if somebody was to get Cavaletti's main woman, then they might find out where the house is. Where does Cavaletti keep his main woman? Well, Cavaletti usually keeps her at his pad. She's a nice bitch. I heard that she's a calm free, you know? A real nymphomaniac. Where's Cavaletti's house? In Pasadena, baby. All right. Pasadena, baby. <laughs> yeah, Pasadena. Uh, Dolomite shows up to uh, Cavaletti's house as a paint uh, painting salesman and the painting I of- thought he was a door-to-door art like a salesman that was selling his own art though I think it's the same thing yeah. yeah it's like an art salesman yeah but his own art can you imagine the fucking balls it would take to be an artist that would sell your painting door-to-door to people yeah, I'd be, yeah. I mean, it'd take a massive set <laughs> I couldn't do that shit well we already know that he has quite the impressive set so cha-ching <laughs> uh, anyway of course uh, Mrs. Cavaletti sees the painting it's an ironic painting which throws is it ever mrs cavaletti into a frenzy she undoes a robe we see some boobs thank you movie thank you movie because they she's, are glorious she starts tweaking her nipples yes staring and, at the painting and, thank uh, you movie <laughs> it throws her into a weird frenzy and we get the weirdest kind of daydream about sex ever it's like a mini french art sex film yeah in the middle and of like, the movie she's laying on these blocks that spell out the word bed but the d is in a weird position and so no, is the, the e. e the e's pointed upward up. yeah, yeah. 
and I think the D's backwards uh-huh. or some shit. Yeah. And then uh, a Jack in the Box opens, and um, three black guys come out of it in sequence, not in all sequence. at once. No, yeah. in sequence, and they they got like red rosy, like almost like Raggedy Ann or yeah, Raggedy like they're doll. supposed to be dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cheeks. They pop out uh, and they pose for her. Yeah, and she feels them up. And the film shows a lot of them, but not yeah, all of not them. Not all of them. All it, of these men are very clearly professional. Let's just say posers. Yes. Well, I don't. I don't know what the right term for that is. Models. Mm-hmm. Models. 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 They know how to strike a pose yes. and not have the twig and berries be seen. And then um, she's like lays down at the end of a of, of a slide. Uh-huh. And then and then we all see them and as they slide down, yeah. they, you hear Dolomite's voice asking where the girls are. Uh-huh. And it's like they're all sliding down inside of her. Kind right? of. Yeah. 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 And then we see the, like that the, this whatever it is ends uh, I would suppose a daydream uh, fantasy sequence. Fantasy. fantasy. Sexual, sexual fantasy sequence. Sexual fantasy sequence yeah. ends and it's just Dolomite uh, and her going at it and he becomes a human tornado because they destroy the bedroom. Yeah, the bed starts spinning around Around. Things start yeah. being pulled off of the wall. The, the ceiling caves in. So his superpower is he can fuck information out of white women. Yes. Probably out of anybody, really. It's Dolomite. Just so happens this was a white woman. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he's going to be interrogating more, men this way. No, but the more we talk like this, the more I feel like we're going to cross into a, a racist territory. And then I'm going to move on. Anyway, she gives up where but the girls are. This is the only white woman we've seen him actually have sex with on screen. We've just seen the before and the after with the other lady. That's true. The actual sex that he's having here is apparently a superpower because much, he destroys the entire room yeah. with his tornado like fucking abilities. But much like the original Dolomite, the first girl he has sex with is white in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's a thing. It's become a thing. It's a thing. Thank you. Thanks, Thank David. You. Thank you, Dave. Uh, anyway... So uh, let's see here. We cut back. Uh, she so she but she finally gives up where the house is in Pasadena, where the girls are out. Uh, it, it, then I thought she died at one point, but she shows up later. But I thought she like died. Oh, from the humping? <laughs> yeah. Well, she crawls out from underneath and gives him. Out. She gives him the information yeah. and everything, and I think he just exhausted her. But you can tell those uh, those breasts were natural. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you didn't tell before, you can tell now. I may or may not have paused and really tried to examine. And now here's the funny part. So she comes out over that rubble and her tits are just out. My wife looks over and she goes, what are you watching? What, what's the movie about for this week? She <laughs> sees that. And I pause it and I look at it and I go, honey, the movie called The Human Tornado. It's 50% sex and 50% racism. So there you go. <laughs> I told my wife ahead of time, too. I'm like, we're going to start doing some pretty racy movies yeah, in more ways than my one. My wife so. cracked up. She said, maybe I got to watch that. I go, I would suggest it because it's pretty good. <laughs> I like that that's what sold your wife on it. It's 50% sex, 50%, 50% racism. <laughs> well, listen, that just sounds like an interesting movie. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's one way of selling it to someone, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Anyway, uh, so we now cut to the sheriff is once again talking to the captain. Um, the captain is at this point had enough of the sheriff's racist ass and tells him to get the fuck out of his office. So one racist captain. bastard yeah. actually got tired of another racist bastard. Yes. Kind of like Sessions and Trump. Yeah. Oh, fucking Sessions. I hate him so bad. <laughs> sorry uh, to set you off there, bud. Yeah, sorry. I'm triggered. Um, Cavaletti is having his birthday party and he wants all of Queenie's girls there. Uh, Dolomite 
is uh, then we cut to a scene where we see Dolomite sneaking around the Pasadena house. Queen Bee and the girls plan to kill everyone at the birthday party. She said, pretty much, if anybody walks out alive, let's make sure it's us. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good. Because all these girls apparently still know the Kung Fu or something. Well, they retconned it. We don't see that they've been trained in Kung Fu, and at some point, they're the ones, even the girls that were kidnapped, somehow weren't able to defend themselves, and then all of a sudden, no Kung Fu just because Dolomite's around? Well, no, because when those two girls were kidnapped, they were being held at gun, like, Queenie was being held at gunpoint and uh-huh. shit, so I think it's like they didn't want to take the chance of, like, getting Queenie killed. Fair enough. Yeah, because uh, you know the Kung Fu in the world, but you can't stop a bullet. We'll agree to disagree on that. Well, there are some movies. Alright, yes, you know what? I agree with you on that. When you have the glow, you got to go and you can catch bullets in your teeth yeah <laughs> uh let's see here and then as they are making this plan for the party harvard jackson comes in apparently uh or howard jackson comes in howard is apparently a great martial artist and uh they all decide that the guys will then crash the party after the girls get settled in there and get kind of everyone distracted dolomite uh, starts his kung fu ass kicking as he goes throughout the house now let's now just, is the time to talk about let's this let's go ahead and unpack everything this number, shit is insane number one the obvious racist what is supposed to be uh-huh. some sort of oriental dialect yeah <laughs> that is at one point when he's in the middle of say nonsense he actually breaks down and just starts doing yep. <laughs> and you're yeah. like holy shit man yep yeah <laughs> The funniest part about it, though, is he keeps doing the same dance maneuver over and over again yeah. while he's walking, trying to pretend like it's like this kung fu maneuver. Yeah. And even when no one is there, like that he has to defend against, that he has to get the kata going or whatever it is that he's working on, whatever weird shit that he's supposed to be doing, he's still doing it. Yes. And he's even knowingly looking at the camera going, oh, I know this is bullshit, but you're having a good time. Just yeah. watch it. We get some super speed where they board the movie fast. Yeah, they speed up like the movie. Fast. I was kind of worried that you were going to think there was something wrong with the file. No, no, no. I, I knew what they were doing. Yeah. And also, they cut, it, and this is where I first start noticing it, where they actually reuse a scene that just happened. Uh-huh. You know, where they, like, all of a sudden, yeah. you, you see him walk down a hallway, and he beats the shit out of some people, and then it cuts, and he's walking down that same hallway in the same direction that he had just walked. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple of things that they do. I wanted like to make that. sure I brought that up. Yeah. There's a couple of times where he's kicking some guy's ass, and then that guy goes down, and then they recut, and then they show you him doing the same maneuver. Yeah. But it'll show it in a different way. Yeah. Or or... And they even call to it later on where he kicks the shit out of the guy and he throws him off of like one ledge and then the guy's there further up higher up on the roof and he throws him off that ledge and he says, you should have stayed down there the first time, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> or something One time like he does a super jump. Yes. Up like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Up like big time super, like a super Mario jump. I don't feel that what he was doing was trying to be racial. I think he was really trying to emulate kung fu movies that he was really into. Yeah. It's just that he was doing it in a very insensitive time when his humor would be considered okay when we're looking at it now the it doesn't only part look okay. i ever had a problem with was just when he started doing that and you're just like oh okay dude just settle down <laughs> i feel like there was a whole lot of cocaine on set for these it scenes must have been because i mean something man legit i thought people going wah wah yeah. was was as bad as it gets nope dolomite proved me wrong it could get a lot worse i don't know why i give this movie leeway like i do with that kind of stuff because like it never bothers me i'm just laughing my ass off at how ridiculous he's being. Yeah. I think just because he's being charismatic, I'm suckered into it, which is I got to be careful because yeah. anybody who's being charismatic and doing something horrible like that, I can't let them just get away with it. No, I mean, because <laughs> yeah, you're part of the problem then. Yeah. The only time that ever like seeing the wah wah get addressed was in Karate Kid part two when or no, uh, 
uh, Karate Kid, it was part four, part three. It was one of those two. And the guy is like, wah, wah, does all that. And then Miyagi kicks the shit out of him. And right before Milwaukee leaves, Mr. Miyagi leaves, he goes, wah, wah. And then yeah. turns around and leaves after he beats the shit out of him. In a very mocking way. He <laughs> yeah, does that. yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, finally, somebody, because I'm like, even when I was a kid and you saw like white guys do that, you're, I was always like, that seems like not right. Like that's. It's part of the martial arts training, depending upon what type of art you're focusing on, where the shout is part of adding oomph to the punch and stuff but the way that it's done in the films it is mocking because you could do the kia or whatever it is that you shout and not have it sound like you're trying to do a blaring agent accent while you're doing it exactly and that's the problem that i have when a lot of people are doing that in movies because they're doing it to try and be funny but it's a racial component that is not funny anymore yeah it's racist exactly well anyway i think we've gotten through all these fight scenes pretty well they're fucking amazing most of it's just yeah. fucking hilarious to yeah. watch. It's great to watch some of these guys who you can tell are probably real stuntmen being able to do kicks way high up uh-huh. and do all this stuff. And then uh, Rudy just kind of kicks mid-level. And, you know, Not even mid-level. Yeah. He he does like a leg sweep and he barely gets it at their knee. Although at one point he did a roundhouse laughs. by jumping in the air. I was pretty impressed by that, that he was able to I get himself up. that was him. Maybe it wasn't. It uh, was a stuntman with a pillow in their shirt. Oh, uh, maybe that is, that's it. <laughs> you might have caught it. I was giving him maybe a little too much credit. Because yeah. I was like, how I, I haven't seen him get a kick above his waist and all of a sudden he just did a tornado kick by jumping in the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either, either that or there are a bunch of dudes picking him up on wires yeah. and they're like fuck Rudy I'm not doing this again I hope my wire team is ready <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make racist remarks while I'm doing yeah. this uh, anyway then uh, we head back to where the girls are being held and the guard who's kind of like really sadistic he has a, a, a board full of spikes that's attached to a rope that's over the girl who's tied to the floor uh-huh. and like with a candle that's starting to burn off the rope and yeah. then he goes I didn't forget about you there's a girl chained to the wall uh-huh. the other girl and he takes a grenade he makes her stand on like this like kind of log almost looks like a milk canister yeah, kind of back in the day and then he, she has to hold a live grenade between her legs yeah and then he kicks the thing so she's yep. wobbling back and forth on the thing yep. trying to keep it steady anyway as he laughs his annoying laugh because that guy was fucking annoying when he was smiling what was sadistic about the stuff that he was just doing there oh oh I'm sorry so as he was doing what court calls Saturday night uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're good. That that's that that's all we need to go for okay. any further on that joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, as he sits there and laughs at the two girls suffering, uh, Dolomite sne- sneaks up behind him, puts him in a full Nelson, and breaks his neck. Breaks his back, I thought. Like, he folds him, he snaps yeah. his neck, and then he folds him down even yeah. further and breaks his Ooh, back. I, I think he snaps a lot of, he breaks a lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, the guy ain't getting up tomorrow morning. He transforms him into a Senate Republican. Yes. He I'm loses just, all of his spine. Exactly. I'm just saying the guy's not going to enjoy the free continental breakfast tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Dolomite is able to move the platform before the spikes fall to the ground. He pulls the girl out because the yeah. platform is conveniently on wheels. Yes. And she gets pulled out before it falls on and her. And then uh, the girl uh, with the uh, grenade accidentally drops it from her knees. He's able to throw it, explodes in the corner. No well, harm, no foul. There's this whole thing that they do where she shows him where the keys are. Yeah. He starts unlocking it. Pocket. Yeah. yeah, before he even grabs the grenade. Yeah. You would think he would grab the grenade and hold it, and then he would use the free hand to give to the other girl. 
girl that he untied to get the key. You don't know how Dolomite does things, all right? Apparently, ass backwards is how he does stuff. He does them the entertaining way. Fair enough. They needed tension this in is, the movie. That's why they did this it This is that why way. Dolomite has a movie and you have this fucking podcast, all right? Wow, that was just mean. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. It was accurate, but mean. <laughs> <laughs> don't go judging dolomite how he does things okay it is pretty cool how the minute it hits the ground and then the key goes away and it's ready to explode he throws it into the very far corner yes and then amazingly somehow he's on top of the girl and he pulled her out of the way even though we didn't see them do that dive yeah no and then she has some clothes on and stuff yeah and then they hop up and he's like well i'm glad i protected you there and she's like you sure did dolomite yeah, thanks dolomite <laughs> anyway they get the girl uh untied and then the girls start kicking their own way out of the uh, building and they start kicking ass. But not in brawl and, and disrobe. They no. actually get their clothes back. They get their clothes back. Yeah. Or some clothes. They're dressed again. Yes. They're, they're dressed again in, in very skimpy outfits anyway. But uh, thank you, movie. But that's by their choice. They yes. choose how they dress. Yes, that's so, what I'm saying. Thank, thank you, movie, movie, now. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're dressing how they want to be looking. Yeah, particularly the one that has the like crop top thing that was wearing a bra that just mysteriously appeared out of nowhere. Yes, exactly. Holy hell, that outfit she was wearing was awesome. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> wait, wait for it, wait for it, and I'm good. Okay. Um. Anyway, our awesome detective finds out about the war that's going to be happening at the birthday party, and he's trying to tell his captain about it Uh, because uh, he found, like, the neighborhood snitch. So, same guy who uh, told Dolomite where to find uh, Cavaletti's wife. Which he did say that because he wanted heroin, so apparently Dolomite gave him some drugs. Well, and also, yeah, he was really high because he goes, now, where was, what was the address? And he started telling him how much it was for a blowy. So <laughs> it sounded like enough to pay for his bail. Um, <laughs> all the uh, ladies uh, and Queenie get to the party. Um, the guys jump the caterers and then some of them dress as the caterers to crash at the party. Um, then we see a weird bikini underwear clad guy with nunchucks because apparently you do that at these parties. That was the guy that show. was the champion and he was there with his yeah. shirt off anyway. I think part of the demonstration was him in that outfit. Yeah. Which I think Cavaletti may have been more into that than his nympho wife. That's horrific for that kid because Cavaletti's an ugly man. <laughs> And that kid deserves a lot more better than that. And I feel bad for Cavaletti's wife until she got the sweet, sweet taste of the human tornado. Yeah, that's right. Now she's she's sedated. She's fine. But she's no need, longer an info. But in need of serious fucking remodeling in her bedroom. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ, that's going to cost a like lot. 10 bucks. Anyway, you're, you're not going to get your security deposit back on that no, apartment. No, not at all. I think they're in the house, though. But anyway, so one of uh, Cavaletti's men, uh, one of his top hitmen from back east, he wants to take one of the ladies out for a swim. As they get out there, he starts choking her with like a, a garf, and she's able to uh, beat the shit out of him and then chokes him to death and throws him in, uh, in the uh, pool. Uh, this lady and Queen Bee uh, are then surprised by another guy, and right before he can shoot them he is also killed by one of the kidnapped girls the one who was laying on the board yes yeah in her amazing outfit in her amazing outfit the guys who are dressed up as the caterers they ho 
help the rest break in. And then it becomes a all-out ass-kicking war with a lot of people fighting and everything. Uh, this includes- action sequence is better than the Dolomite one with the girls kicking ass in the yes. nightclub and stuff. I really dug this, this fight. This includes Winston headbutting dudes and then... Uh, Ernie uh, Hudson. It's Winston, motherfucker. <laughs> you can call him whatever you want. I'm doing the notes. It's fucking Winston. For everybody else, it's Ernie Hudson looking sexy with a shaved head. Anyway, and then at one point a girl hits it with something. He turns around. He just shrugs. He picks her up and starts spanking her. So And starts laughing with that Ernie he, Hudson smile he yes, has. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um this Kung Fu guy is uh uh is killing it. He's doing actually some really whoever that uh guy was did some really good uh moves. The little guy yeah. with the nunchucks and the No, no, the the, the guy hammock. who's on Dolomite's side. He was an yeah. actual martial artist, I yeah. do believe. Yeah. Uh so uh then <laughs> at one point we see Winston headbutt a guy and he gives him that look almost like we saw uh back in Dynamite. Yeah. Where I was like, will you just fall down? You're supposed to fall down already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the guy, oh, oh. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm yeah, glad you, you noticed that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I paused and went, we whined. We whined. I want to see it again. Yep. That happened. That happened. He gives him the Ernie Hudson look that he gives is like <laughs> the same look that when uh, Bankman's talking and says something horribly sexist. Yeah. <laughs> you can see if you pay attention to Winston Zedmore in those scenes, yeah. you can see Ernie Hudson like, oh man, did you just say that? Come on. Or anytime Egon says anything about a Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the look that he gives that, him. Not like, good. Tell him about the Twinkie. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're supposed to fall down when I headbutt you. Yeah. Come on, dude. And he also, it's, it's also, he headbutted him like three times and the guy still wasn't falling down. Yeah. And you can see the guy when he finally fell down, he was smiling, laughing because ah, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that's like, even though they're messing up on screen, it's so much fucking fun. You don't even care. Yeah. I loved it. I love that. But that's like a staple of these type of movies. These exploitation. They didn't movies. have the money to fix it. So yeah. fuck it. Just have fun. Just put it in there. Um, Dolomite finally shows up and he fights a now fully clothed nunchucks kid. Thank you, movie, for putting clothes on that exactly. guy. Exactly. After some back and forth, he kills him in a hilarious fight by punching him in his throat. Yeah. 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 But it was still funny. The whole fight was hilarious. Yeah, he's got that exploding hearts palm technique punch going on, only he doesn't do the wobbly leg and the stomach thing that he did in Dolomite to kill people. Right. Yes. One of Cavaletti's men is able to get up and he gets a shot off. One of Dolomite's guys, uh, his name's Jimmy, pushes him out of the way and takes the shot and dies. Uh, Cavaletti and his wife are going to try to make a run, but Hurricane Annie stops them and then beats and kills Cavaletti's wife to death. Beats and kills her to death. Beats her to death. (laughs) Gonna kill you to death, lady. Gonna kill you to death. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I don't understand why the wife gets beaten to death. What did she have well, to do with any of this? Knew that knew about it. Knew yeah. two girls were kidnapped. Knew two girls were being tortured. Uh-huh. These were probably Annie's friends. But she doesn't actually participate in any uh, of this. So but you know her... what? Your your non-action is action in itself. Yes, fair enough. But couldn't they have at least had a more of a girl fight going on where their boobs start falling out? Of their now, now you're talking sense. Like maybe yeah. some baby oil gets mixed in there, right, right? Right, and they're slipping all around, and it takes her a really long long time to die and she keeps making the uh, noise uh, yeah maybe they scissor a little bit because <laughs> you know why not maybe she fucks her to death <laughs> yeah where's that movie all right now i have a big problem with the human tornado i didn't before until now i'm thinking about it death by scissoring would have been pretty cool clip <laughs> I'm proud of that one. 
Yeah, that's probably why I won't pull it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you always play that one for when we're doing one of the other exploitation films. Fair enough. <laughs> See here. Just then, the cops do are able to break in and infiltrate the house. Uh, the man, uh, the Cavalier's men who shot Jimmy, he's getting ready to shoot, and he's killed by the detective. Dolomite catches up to Cavetti, who tries to bribe him, but Dolomite says he will spend his time in hell and forces Cavaletti to drive them away. As the detective, captain, and sheriff give chase. Dolomite takes Cavaletti to the Pasadena house and to the witch to be tortured himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ca- death. He drops a rat and the rat ends up eating off Cavaletti's dick. Not a very big meal. That rat is still hungry. Yeah, probably. Uh, the cops show up and Dolomite's funny enough just crouched right in plain sight, really, but they're not paying attention. The sheriff is yelling at Cavaletti. In their defense, they see a man who had his junk eaten off by a rat. That's all they're staring at. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They're that's, a little distracted. That's that's not a bad point. Uh, the sheriff has also got tunnel vision, so he just wants to interrogate him to find out where Dolomite is. Yep. Dolomite, we find, gets out and leaves. The sheriff also follows him in a car. As Dolomite gets out and he fires twice, missing the sheriff, his gun jams. He tries to run. The sheriff shoots him twice. In the back. In the back. Dolomite falls. He shoots him one more time in the back, laughing hysterically and evilly and leaves. Just then, a lifeless Dolomite's body gets up. He is actually alive. He was wearing a vest. He starts laughing maniacally to the camera. In a voiceover. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time voiceover. And roll credits. Holy shit, this movie's a lot of fun. Oh my god, it's so much fun. Yeah. And my notes are so short because there's so little actual dialogue. It's so uh-huh. much more action. And there's so little dialogue that you can use that isn't perforated with yeah, fucking Yeah, that's N-bombs. why I didn't have a shit ton of clips is because yeah. the clips I got still had N-bombs in them and had to be censored. And those were the clips that had the least amount of N-bombs that were like still kind of important to the story. There was like one per every 30 seconds in the ones that you, the clips that you pulled. Yeah. And the ones that you didn't pull, there was like one per every every half a second. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, it was hard to make that one go. I mean, really, in a sense, I don't mind, like, those words being used in the movie because it's obviously for a point. In the context in of In the it. context of that point, but it's now a reason to be blasting it over our airwaves. You know, no. we, we have no context for it. No, Not we're like the movie it, does. We're taking it out for the context of just because it is yeah. a racial slur and that's just a stance that I decided long ago that we weren't going to include any of that. Well, it's any no reason to. Any homophobic, racial, or any of those kind of slurs. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to because we're you know it's it's not our it, it, it's not our point to to make these conversations happen you know the movie's already doing it itself so well, we can have the conversation without including the offensive slurs or yeah. pejorative terms how about this we're no in no right uh, we have no right uh, we have no seat in being able to use those terms even if it is to to push a correct narrative you know like that those things are bad and the feeling that that's that's for them to do because that is their right Art. to do yeah, that is their arc. And yeah. we, we obviously, being uh, white middle-class males, don't have that arc. And just because of our race and our background, it also doesn't have a purpose. Because even ones that were said against white people, I've taken out. Yeah, yeah, you well. have, actually. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you just don't want it in there. No, I mean... You and can, I don't blame you You can have it. the conversations without actually having the words in there and yeah. talk about them. Because we already know what the meanings and are there's and why no reason there. to turn off people from our, you know, from our show. Well, or, or all they got to do is look at us and they'll be instantly turned off. That's why I don't, you know, I use the yellow. 
bored, man. It's bad. It's really bad. No one wants to see it. All right. So was this film more enjoyable for you yeah, than it Dolomite? Was. I like this a lot yeah. more than Dolomite. Yeah. I really did. This was I, such a fucking blast. Once again, I love the music. I yeah. really did. It, it, Total it, upgrade. It, okay. I, was not, I wasn't alive for this time, but it still takes you back because our parents were. And so a lot of this music is sometimes music like your parents would play. And I remember being a kid or, you know, records and such, or even radios. Well, uh, there's also the rerun stuff of when we were a kid that was based in this era was made in this era yeah we saw them all the time as kids in the 80s like wkrp in cincinnati yep. rockford files oh yeah all of like the 70s movies would be tv movies when we were kids all the time yep. and we were inundated with that stuff oh big time so it's like nostalgia for an era that we never lived in based on a part of a like a rerun culture almost that we were a part of yeah that really kind of started with our generation god great point yeah, <laughs> yeah. i like it yeah, yeah. but uh, all that um of course uh, a healthy amount of uh, very uh, beautiful buxom very ladies. Beautiful yeah. buxom ladies uh-huh. is just uh, that's just that's just icing on the cake, man. If you're a fan of beautiful buxom ladies, you're gonna absolutely love when we start doing Russ Meyer films. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've I've seen a couple in. Yeah. Oh, you have seen Russ Meyer I've films. Seen, I've seen a couple of Russ Meyer films. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were in college at one point in time. Well, also, you know, while I was going through my time, uh, my parents did have HBO. What time they in at during that time? It was almost like like. It was almost like fate smiling upon me. I was going through a special time in my life where I was becoming a man. And um, just then HBO uh, had like a Russ Meyer documentary on it, which <laughs> which was not censored. This was on HBO. I, I kind Thank of you. like you a little bit more that you have a little love of Russ Meyer that I didn't know existed. Oh, dude. I mean, I'm kind of excited to jump I, to the I Russ am, Meyer I am, stuff. I mean, for, not to objectify, but I am a breast man, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I'm definitely a Russ Meyer guy. <laughs> I mean, I tend to be attracted to a woman's personality and, yeah. and breasts. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're going to take all that out. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm attracted to a, a woman's personality chest. I, <laughs> Freudian slit. What happened? Slot. Oh, oh. slut. No, shit. No, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Actually, about the human tornado. Yeah. Let's 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 huddle this up in the middle here. Yeah. It's a shitload of fucking fun. It's so much. fun. You cannot fucking take it serious. Oh, I bet you didn't think I was gonna make that fucking jump, did you, motherfucker? Well, check it out again. You think I'm a dumb enough motherfucker to let this motherfucker shoot me? <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking fun. It's so much fun. This is a movie that I could actually show to a whole group and we would have a blast. Oh yeah. This yeah. man caught me with his wife, and now he wants to take my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dolomite shit is so much fun in this, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait for you to experience the other Rudy Ray Moore's films that we've got set up and ready to go. Yeah. Um, because this is this is kind of the litmus test. I think this one's the one. If you know you're if you're in for an inch on this one, yeah, you're in for a mile for the others. All right. <laughs> you know I'm what I'm for saying? It. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to say about the film before we move on? Uh, nope. I'm good. All right. I had a great time. Uh, we're gonna take another break here. We're gonna play a promo for another podcast when we come back we'll have some psyop news hey did you guys ever notice that podcasts talk about the same movies over and over again yeah as much as i love friday 13th i don't need another show telling me how good it is exactly same thing goes for halloween it's a great movie but come on there's other stuff out there should be a show that highlights movies that everyone else seems to skip over like oh i always wanted to talk about absentia and i want someone to cover the room the skeleton key is a good one then let's just do one we can call it the abcs of hidden horror and we'll go through the alphabet talking about our favorite horror flicks that get ignored. Great idea. I know what my first gonna Join Brian, Dave, and me, Jamie, for the ABCs of Hidden Horror on the Horrorphilia Network, where we might discuss some of your neglected favorites or introduce you to something new. 
once again some of that amazing fucking music filling out in this yeah. movie. Uh, we're, yeah. We're running a little later than what I'd like to to be able to do the news and fucking Better Call Saul is just waiting for me the latest episode right after we're recording. So. We'll skip news tonight? No, we're not skipping it, but uh, you're going to hurry up and give me some Psyop news. And now the number one reason of why Court and I will be arrested someday. Man says more comfortable gals reason for breaking into residence. He broke into his house. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. A Hot Springs man who was arrested Wednesday ever allegedly breaking into a residence on Mill Creek Road reportedly told Garland County Sheriff's deputies that they had a more comfortable couch. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Exactly. How, how does he know that for sure? Has I he broken in there maybe, before? Well, maybe he just saw it and it looked more comfortable. Shooting a fucking hot load all over the dog. <laughs> Brandon Michael Clorick, 27 of 5403 Mill Creek Road, was arrested at his home around 8.45 p.m. Wednesday and charged with a felony count of breaking and entering. And there's a lot of weighing around. Punishable by up to six years in prison. Jesus Christ. Clorick remained in custody Thursday in a $2,500 bond and is set to appear in court today in Garland County District Court. It's going to cost you some serious cock. Yeah, according to the probable cause affidavit at around 5.30 p.m. Wednesday, Deputy Benny Strickland responded to a possible burglary at a residence in the 5500 block of Mill Creek Road. Basically a cock meat sandwich. Strick- yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know how that fits, but okay. Strickland spoke with a female homeowner, 20, who said her mother, 38, called and said her pig was running loose. Afraid of vaginas? This story gets better. The wait, wait, wo- wait. The mother's 38. Yes. The daughter is 20. Yeah. Strickland spoke with the female homeowner, 20, 20. who said her mother, 38. 38. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Called and said her pig was running loose. How out in the country is this place? <laughs> Must be pretty this up. Is, this is starting to sound like my hometown. 38, 18. 18 which yeah. is not eh, so bad. Not so bad. It could be worse. In the 70s, that makes more sense. Nowadays, yeah. you see people having kids a little later in life. but The woman and her husband returned to their residence and found the alarm system was going off. While her husband went to help her mother get the pig, the woman <laughs> inside to check the alarm. That or they just had a bukkake mouth party. Uh, I'm guessing when, it's that one. Probably. When she opened the front door... <laughs> which was reportedly unlocked, she saw a white man wearing a black t-shirt and a red hat sitting on her couch. Fisting cows. On the couch? Yeah, probably. Wow. Uh, She ran outside and yelled to her husband and mother that someone was inside the the residence. I'm so scared the only cure for it is semen. Is that what she yelled? Yes. She (laughs) said she saw the man attempt to leave the residence through a side door, but he saw her mother standing near the door with a stick. The man was reportedly able to shut the door and exit the residence through a bedroom window and flee into the woods. That or they just a mouth party. Strickland checked the area but was unable to locate anyone. He received a call around 8 p.m. Uh, that the mother was following a man walking a Mill Creek Road who matched the description of the suspect. Hey, bro, I can't get it up. She <laughs> followed the man, later identified as Cloric, to his residence and asked him why he broke in, and he reportedly told her, you know why. <laughs> you know why? Your yeah. couch is more comfortable than mine. Strickland found Cloric sitting in the front yard and noted he matched the description it had given earlier. He asked Cloric what was going on, and Cloric said, you know. Strickland said he told Clark. <laughs> That's not how he said it. You know the way he said it. He went, you know. You know. You know what I'm up to. You know. <laughs> Strickland said he told Clark, you can't be going into people's homes without permission. No, no, that guy said it correctly. Oh, you, you, can't, you can't be, be going through. into people's homes without permission. Yes, I can. Their couch is more comfortable than mine. Hey, Clark, let you said, they got more comfortable couch. <laughs> 
<laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing was noted as missing from the victim's residence. Yeah, got a more comfortable couch and I wanted to sit in it. It's not right. It's my right as an American to sit on any comfortable couch I want. I should have that comfortable couch in my house. It's not right that you can afford it and I can't, so I'm going to take it from you. I want, I'm not even going to take it. I just wanted to sit in it for like an hour. I just want to take a nap on your comfy couch. Can I just have one hour to nap on that couch, It's please? the erection that counts. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So you know what you say when you come home and you find some weirdo just sitting on your couch for no reason? What's that? Fuck! <laughs> I thought that's what you say when your podcast co-host wakes you up at 3.30 in the morning. No, it's something along the lines of, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is not the sickness with which I am down. Believe it or not, the music actually played when he did that. I don't even know how he did it. It was amazing. It's crime scene sex. Yeah, well, that too. Right. Well, I mean, guess what? If the well, mom and dad hooked up on the couch later that night, they uh-huh. had, they had crime, crime scene, scene sex. sex. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Do the Alex Jones one. All right, I, I had that one. Yeah, queued do up. the Alex All Jones right. one. I didn't know if you wanted to do. No, two. we got time for Alex All Jones, right. man. Transphobic Infowars uh, Info host Alex Jones revealed transport on his phone during video recording. I'm blowing this dog to show dominance. <laughs> This is from The Instinct, uh, written by uh, Devin Randall. Uh, it'll come to no surprise for LGBTQ people that a man who spreads anti-LGBTQ rhetoric is also watching LGBTQ porn. I'm a homosexual. Thank you. <laughs> That was a fine drop. Um, <laughs> Alex Jones is still reeling after his company, InfoWars, was banned from several social media platforms. Not only did Facebook ban the InfoWars account, but so too did YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. And we're back to dicks. Pretty much. InfoWars <laughs> was taken down from those sites partially because of its anti-transgender rhetoric. Despite repeatedly condemning transgender people and the acceptance of them, it seems that he actually fetishizes them. It all Always comes back to dick. According to the Hill reporter, <laughs> Alex Jones recently released a video in which he tried to include an ad for supplements. Uh-huh. He tried to share the ad by showing it on his phone. Uh-huh. He even refers to it as quote, my little iPhone. Yes. Yeah. So he can't claim the devices in his. Everyone will be coming on my face. That's maybe was another video that Alex Jones is making later. Probably. Jones's problem came around 35 second mark of the video shown in this article when he I've switched- had seven dicks inside. Of me. Was that, that the video? Was, that was probably the name of the video. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, when he switched between internet tabs and revealed past history, several viewers noted what looked like porn in one of the panels and clips slash screenshots of the scene were later uploaded online. Turns out the video's title says Naughty T-Babe Marissa. The internet T-Babe is important to note. T-Babe. Yeah. The internet users quickly realized it's a video of transgender porn star Marissa Minx. Silicone penis budget is out of control. Well, this should take care of it. Again, <laughs> Jones has repeatedly attacked transgender rights and transgender people. Basically a cock meat sandwich. He called Michelle Obama a man and asked if she was a T-word. So that... that uh, uh, Imply that she was in, trans- in transition uh, yes, with a pejorative term for that. It's a very wrong term yeah. to be used. Back in 2014, he complained when Facebook banned him for using that word in 2017. He called the acceptance of transgender kids an act of to sexual them, and he said that trans rights movement would 
upend society. These are just a few of the anti-transgender things he said. It's micro-penis time. So they, they're hoping at the end of this, he said, we hope new, more news sites pick up on this story and don't sweep it under the rug. Alex Jones watches, fetishizes trans people by transgender porn while simultaneously critiquing and attacking transgender rights. Typical closet loather. Yep, yeah, pretty much. So whenever you take the supplements, it'll counteract the fact but that... But he's just an actor. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, it's an actor. It's all an act. Yeah, it's all an act. It's all an act. Every bit of it. It's all an act to sell these new supplements. <laughs> this a- is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> Alex Jones is what happens when you get caught up too much in a pyramid scheme and you really got to sell all that shit. <laughs> when you're on like the bottom rung and you can't recruit any more people. Yeah. And you got to really hustle. So you get your own radio show and start just spouting off more shit just yeah. to get people to listen. It's the same kind of shit that that Glenn Beck or whatever the fuck his name was doing with trying to get people to buy gold so he could jack up the price of gold. Yeah. Because he bought a bunch of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn Beck is a bunch of cunts. Glenn what? Glenn Beck has done like a yeah. 180 now. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Too little, too late. Yeah. Well, he's kind of a shithead. It's micro penis time. He failed as a shock jock, you know, trying to copy Howard Stern. So then he went the other way. Yeah. He went right wing nut. And then when which he failed proves, at trying to do the Rush Limbaugh thing, then which, he tried to come back. Which in the just middle. proves none of these people actually believe in what they're doing. They don't. No. It's all for money. It's all to try to uh, quick cash grab. Oh, yeah. I'm so fucking jaded now. It, Whenever I watch anybody, like any political, like a commentator show, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, none of you believe in a fucking word you're saying. It also you have his dollar signs in your eyes. Yeah, there's a few that I still think actually believe it, but yeah, yeah for the most part, I would say that, particularly the really ultra-conservative conspiracy theorist type, like I, Jones I th- and Infowars and yeah. shit. Like, it's clear that he doesn't believe any of this shit. He's just pushing it for idiots, and if you fall for it, you're fucking stupid. I guarantee you Alex Jones voted for Hillary. <laughs> I guarantee you that. That he voted for Hillary Clinton? I guarantee you he, I guarantee you every, all of them, Rush Limbaugh and Coulter, they all they voted. They wanted her to be in office, so they had talking points. They got shit now. None of their careers are, you, are doing are anything. Kid, do you know how quickly Rush Limbaugh probably had to pop pills to jack off once Obama got elected? Because he was like, <laughs> finally, I'm going to be relevant again and I could buy more pills so he could jack off more like a fucking asshole. That <laughs> fat fuck. <laughs> uh, fuck him. Yeah. Oh, if he dropped dead tomorrow, I wouldn't fucking care. Yeah, there's a lot of people that uh, when they die, they automatically get canonized as being these amazing people that really aren't. No. We're not going to mention any names, but people mm. know who the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, right. If you do your research, yeah, they're not good people just because they fucking died. Yeah. You know, that's revisionist history. Yeah. You're fisting a cow or a horse or whatever. I already know of the one who, when when they finally die, you're just going to be like, so many people are going to be in love with him and like, are going to be so sad he's gone and you're just going to fucking, <laughs> it's going to annoy you so bad. I won't say it because I don't know you're how a many loser. loser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people will be so angry if I say the name, but I know who it is. And yeah, you'll fucking. You'll be so annoyed for a good solid six months because, yeah, that. <laughs> I'll just stay off social media till it's all over with. Yeah. yeah. I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. So, one other thing that we just have to kind of bring up in the news of, uh, you know, right wing, ultra conservative, crazy fuckhead alt right people that are kind of losing their footing in society. Have you seen the Emilio 
you pulled the whatever the fuck his name is that guy have you seen that post that he did milo yeah Milo. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 oh yeah about that girl the girl in iowa and uh did you see that is that what you're talking about no he called it quits man he's, oh did he yeah he's calling it quits there's like this big long fucking bitchy post about how he's losing all this money and no one's supporting him and so i think he's pretty much a, it's i didn't read all of it but from what i could tell it sounded like he was calling it quits i also don't believe he actually believed in anything he ever oh, said God, it was no. all a cash grab for no him. no he was a mouthpiece for a movement and what would end up happening is the movement that he was pushing forward he would have been the first one in the camps with everybody else as soon as they got the power he was trying to get them to get yeah pure and simple he was just another one of he those was just like, grabbing money yeah but here's here's what might be what's happening but he to ended him. up losing money because he lost all of the deals that were going to help him secure this kind of outrage yeah. well that girl in iowa who was murdered uh-huh. who was unfortunately murdered and you know now the the right one turned this into an immigration issue right well unfortunately he like posted her name and how much oh, he goes this is such a sad story i hope she rests in peace and all this well someone dug up a, a tweet earlier because the girl who was killed is actually was fairly liberal and when she disagreed with one of his tweets he tweet enjoy your stay in hell oh really they found that on yeah him. wow yeah so that might be one of the other things that like That's... people are like you're so full of shit you're such a fucking asshole yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean shut the fuck up dick i have a list of people that exist in this world today that i am trying to get healthy just so i can dance and piss on their grave right i want to live longer just to outlive those fuckers just in spite just for spite yeah i'm telling you right now the older i get that longer that list gets so i need to live longer be lucky because most of the time what i find is the people who just live out of spite and hate for other people uh-huh. they live for fucking ever i may have found the secret to eternal youth that then, is Matt. it just hating people <laughs> i'm here to help you i have a lot of hate to give so i'm See, gonna be around for a while this hopefully. is why i come breaking into your house at 3 30 in the morning waking <laughs> you up you didn't I give break you, it i give you fucking your, hate your wife came in to use the bathroom and you just wanted to say hi and was so excited you didn't realize i was sleeping <laughs> <laughs> all right let's close out this fucking show fucking so man. i can watch better call saul now yeah i gotta get home <laughs> yeah no kidding all right folks we're gonna take one final break here we're gonna have a one last promo for another podcast we'll have some closing music from the human tornado and we will close out this fucking show hollywood released the first sequel in 1916 i'm sure you can all say it along with me los locos kick your butt los locos kick your face los locos kick your balls into outer space which is poetry yeah right it is there. but not uh, enough gangs have theme songs and they've been churning them out ever since uh the catcher played by tom bergeron whose name is tom berenger tom berenger did i say tom, <laughs> tom berenger said tom, tom bergeron. bergeron from dancing with the stars is in this movie hi I i'm the that. catcher <laughs> how do you sort out the good fred is the real hero of this movie oh he's employing the homeless he's he getting really back is. on their feet yeah and he promised them uh mcdonald's from the bad usually he's crying a lot more when he's making this much <laughs> sexual small talk with a woman yeah uh, so kudos to him for keeping it together from the ugly true fact at this point in the movie i wrote pointless 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 <laughs> <laughs> i had written Birds, birds, I birds. I, I think I threw my notebook like what three times? Yeah, when like I at was, the end I was having to put it God. back into your hand. But I wrote birds, birds, birds. <laughs> Join Brad and Jeremy. So, so Snoo Sue sneaks out. Yep, Snoo sneaks. I couldn't say Snoo sneaks. Snoo sneaks out. <laughs> Snoo sneaks out. Snoo sneaks out to go find the mystery. 
So, yeah, so Sue sneaks out. She thinks out. <laughs> to, to go talk to the Silver Surfer because she wants to figure out. <laughs> to the Silver Surfer. To the Silver Surfer. <laughs> I think we completely lost it. <laughs> oh, eight episodes in. I think we're just. I think we're crazy. We're done. Good night, uh, folks. On the Deuce Podcast. Check us out on Facebook at thedeucepodcast.podbean.com, Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play. Well, I've never touched a bra before. <laughs> don't, don't yell at me. you never touched a bra? <laughs> well, no, I mean, whatever. I've moved. I mean, I don't. No, I don't shop for... Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, the sequel is king. getting funky in here tonight oh yeah dig it <laughs> all right folks thank you thank you thank you for dealing with two midwestern white dudes talking about rudy ray moore films and dolomite we absolutely loved this film tonight who is more qualified <laughs> than myself to speak on the black experience in the mid-1970s steve martin's character in the jerk all right well granted <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made a meme of that. It's somewhere in our group. You gotta I go find that. it. You yeah. didn't see it? It's yeah, fucking yeah, hilarious. Great. I forget who made that, but that was awesome. We still have the Teespring shop going right now, offering support for the show while you sport the show. Teespring.com forward slash store cinema dash psyops. So if you've been sleeping on that, like Matt's been sleeping on the job with this show, yeah. now's your chance. The store's still open. I'm here. The Wait. product lines are still going. I'm ready to review the movie. <laughs> Too late. You already did while sleeping. Oh, I did? That explains why it was so good you were passed out <laughs> good job drunk matt good job <laughs> we're available on legion podcast because we are still proud members of legion podcast legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops we have a facebook group where you can reach us post all sorts of weird alternative photography various weird memes that fit in with a group talk about discussing the things that we have to do with the show itself our coverage of it uh one of our listeners robert actually created a poll debating whether or not your interpretation of the end of the baby or mine was the correct one. Oh. You know, people had an option to vote. Yeah. So far, it looks like we're dead even. There's two on each side. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you find that poll in there, folks, vote. Go right ahead. See what uh, you feel about the yes. baby and let us know. Most of the time, you're just pulling it to pull it, so. <laughs> Usually, that's what we're all doing. <laughs> if you'd like to see photos of that, you can find Matt on Facebook. <laughs> he's Matt Psyop. If you found the plank that says brutal on it and looks all yellow and jaundicey, he's got those photos right there somewhere deep in that site. Pulling it just to pull it. You can find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops, and I will not put photos out there, mostly because I can't find a lens wide enough to get it all in. Oh, my God. I meant my gut. I don't know what you were thinking. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> you, well can, played. you can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know he did a really good job of Human Tornado. Yeah. <laughs> Dolomite. Dolomite. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Let him know that it's time for Matt to start doing all the reviews so that he doesn't have to work as hard. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter where you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyopmatt, where you can tweet us photos of the ladies of the Rudy Ray Moore films you find the most attractive. All right. And if you're not into the ladies, then you can tweet us the men. We're yeah, good. Yeah, fine. Just let share us share yourselves with sh- us. Share what you're into. Let us see yeah. what's going on there. So long as it's consenting adults, we're okay with it. Yeah, man. <laughs> see what you got going on. Do you want to wear a horse mask during it? Do it. <laughs> sure. That horse sex is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. And while you're out there with that horse sex and wearing those weird masks, as long as you're with consenting adults, kick the fuck out of each other and this week and make them your bitch. Slapping pigeon toed cross eyed, bow legged son of a gun, some mess in this. I've been known to 